Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Previously on Lonely Boys. Yuck, go home. Match, Blair. You proved that you can score, Prince. Okay, I admit he made me jealous. Let's go back to my place so you can collect your prize. Stop this. You're embarrassing me, and you're never eating my cake again. <laughs> what? It's not me who's disrespecting these fine people. It's you. Tending you're gonna marry this French phony? It's a joke. Chalk, no one's laughing. Don't do this. All right, now we're home. And uh, Serena, in all my years of public humiliation, which, let's face it, are many, that was the absolute worst. Well, maybe Louis will come around. Perhaps, but his mother never will. And who can blame her? I should have known my past with Chuck would come back to haunt me. You're probably going to hit me for saying this, but as drunken and appropriate as Chuck was, I still felt a little bad for him. I wish he could eat your cake still. What? What the fuck is wrong with you, Serena? Why? I don't know. I guess I just always thought your prince was here. with his empire in Manhattan? Okay, well, you're an idiot then. You're, you're a selfish, slutty bitch, Serena. I agree. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> Hey, Upper Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 4, Episode 21 of Gossip Girl, Shattered Bass. But I am not here by myself. I am here with the number one fan of arson porn, Brendan Ruppel. Hello. <laughs> I am your co-host, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, did Little Cream Nation. Recording live as always from the Crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Doctor, Office Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream, cream. yes, cream. Um, you know, I, I, have, I wasn't sure I, if I should no. say it. <laughs> yeah, you, you could, you're oh, welcome. You could, to. you could have, you should have. Yeah. Damn. Now, now be quiet. Now back? be quiet until you're introduced. <laughs> all right, all right. Doctor, Office Cream reporting for duty. Cream, cream yes, cream, cream, yes, cream. Uh, all right, now, yeah. <laughs> now, first ever guest to join in, and we will introduce who that guest is. In a second. Uh, Eagle-eared listeners of the pod quick, may, quickly, may know quickly. who it is. Okay, good. I just want to say that me and Nicole were guessing. I think she was the one that said it, but I agreed with her. Um, we thought your intro for me was going to be something along the lines of saying, like, and he wants me to call him Serena today. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I, I, I should have, but I heard Jack Bass say arson porn, and I was like, Brendan definitely loves arson porn. I'm just going <laughs> to... Yeah, either way, both good options. So um, shout out to fiance the pod. Shout out, of course. And I, w- not for long. I mean, soon not she's going to be your ex fiance. Um, so I-, I will say, I went to Applebee's over the weekend with a-, a group of friends who had not listened to the podcast, which shame on them. And shame, shame. They had questions and they were asking, like, who, if I do it with someone who my co host is, and I mentioned I, Brendan, and I said, or, you know, as listeners may know him as Uncle Cream. And then they, of course, they had even more, more questions. And so I actually, uh, I actually did, I think, your whole introduction. And I, I was very impressed. It's just kind of, wow. I didn't think, I didn't think I knew it, but I like blacked out and just started, just started saying it. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck is, is this podcast? And I was just, just like away. looking at them like, you're supposed to say Cream, yes, Cream. Like, what the, <laughs> like you guys didn't say you guys are the fucking weird ones <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm really glad that we have a guest here um that listens enough to know the raw call 
Yes, and also Incredible. listens enough to have notes on last week where she said that uh, the the band in question definitely was not Panic at the Disco because they were not an indie band uh, when this episode was taking place. Uh-huh. But let's waste no more time here. Uh, the next guest is another member now, I believe, of the Five Timers Club, the fourth member. Wow. You may be confused. You may think it's Thanksgiving because she's here, but no, no, no. For the first time, Kirsten McKinnis is here on a non-Thanksgiving episode. Kirsten, thank you for filling in and joining our sub-roster thank to come you, here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I always have so much fun when I'm here with the Lonely Boys. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm running out of opportunities to talk to them. There's only so many Thanksgivings. And I was like, Matt, when fall comes, I can join the sub roster. Like, and here put me are. in, wow. coach. It's, me not, in, it's not baby. quite fall, but I did add you to the sub roster. And I asked because, uh, believe it or not, we had another Lindenhurst uh, guest lined up. <laughs> and they dropped out. These these Lindy legends here, actually, they're at a solid like really, 50% of actually showing it's cr- up. It's really crazy. They're such... I mean, Pieces of trash. What's well, the opposite of a legend? Because that's right. what I'm thinking about people from Lindenhurst now. An, in- an incel. A Lindy incel. The incels of Lindenhurst. <laughs> the incels of Lindenhurst. I do have to say, though, I'm, I'm celebrating Kirsten being here with a, a nice pint of gravy for her usual Thanksgivings. <laughs> I, oh. I, always have tur- I always have turkey whenever yeah, Kirsten's he is sipping on a Yeah, he is sipping on a pint of Is of that why he's right always now. so tired? <laughs> and gassy. <laughs> Not gassy. For this time, our, our guest, actually, he, he didn't even give an excuse or anything. He just stopped answering me. Has not answered. <laughs> he was answering he you until it got closer, right? He was. Wait, he name let, him. Shame him. Be, because it's been... It, Bobby Cunningham. Name him. It, Bobby Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, Get him. Uh, yeah, Bobby. Um, this is... It, it's been... <laughs> we haven't recorded in like two weeks at this point because we were ahead. And then I was texting, you know, the next guest. And he does live in so- Hawaii, so it is a six-hour time difference. So I, I was saying, like, it's going to be tough to figure out. You know, I'm working a lot. We have a time difference. And so we were talking... And we were trying to figure out. And he's like, all right, so it looks like this week isn't going to be good. But luckily, I was a week ahead. So he's like, all right, we'll figure out something next week. So then next week came. I started texting him on Wednesday, asking him if this night, Thursday night, would be good for him because it was the only night I had off work. And then they tried to make me stay tonight anyway. So that almost didn't even work out. But And then he didn't answer. Every day I've been texting him since Wednesday, asking him if Thursday night would work. And he did not answer any day and just stopped answering completely. Here so we are. thank God Kirsten is I, here. You know, this is the first time we've well, really, I'm glad you got that out because you finally put somebody on blast that needed to be put on blast. And I just, I want to add to that actually. I want to add fuel to the fire for yeah. the arson porn of this yeah. podcast. Fuck Bobby Cunningham. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck that guy. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that is the official statement of this, <laughs> of this podcast. Bobby Cunningham lives on the fucking jizz of America in Hawaii over there. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Gotta relate everything back to jizz, Brendan. Everything I possibly can. Um, Brendan, has anything weird happened to you since the last time we recorded? Like I, we recorded, like I said, it's been a couple of weeks, and something <laughs> weird did happen to me since since I uh, good, I can't good, stop thinking about. Would you? Would you? No, do you have something, I, or do you want me to? I don't think I do. So you can go right for it. All right. Saturday night, I got out of work late, and you know, a lot of times I'm hungry because there's not a lot I can eat uh, at at Long Island's number one amusement park because not a lot of vegan options. So uh, I'll I. I Stopped at Burger King because it's still open, you know, at, at like, yes. you know, after 10 o'clock. And I got my or- usual two Impossible Whoppers and an order of fries. And the guy, you know, is talking, not the usual guy that I, that I usually hear. And his, his voice sounds familiar. So I was like, ah, oh, I didn't think much of it. Get up to the window. And it's the guy from the Amityville Burger King. Now, <laughs> I will press this by What? Saying, I know. Him? Yeah, I know. Usually I go We're to living Amityville. in a simulation. <laughs> Usually I go to the... <laughs> And fans of Long Island will know where Amityville is. Usually I go to the, the Amityville location, and I, I haven't been going there because, you know, I've been going after work. It makes sense to just stop by at the one down the road. 
and I get there and I recognize him. I was like, is that the guy? As if uh, he was our old friend Nelson, Brendan, who used to, we'd go to Taco Bell <laughs> oh, yeah. in Lindenhurst and he'd be working there. We'd go to another Taco Bell, he'd somehow be there. We'd go to a KFC, he'd be there too. <laughs> he was somehow in every fast food location. But uh-huh. the nightmare scenario was that he recognized me. And he looked at me mm, and he said, oh, okay, house. all right. And I was like, well, it sounds like so combative, like right off the bat. <laughs> okay. He, he's like, I see right, you. You okay. follow me around. And he goes, you don't go to Amityville anymore. You don't go to Amityville anymore. <laughs> I have to assume he was a, was joking, but he did not crack a smile the entire time. <laughs> and I, and I, like the place I is going down because you don't go to Amityville I, anymore. I, I cracked. I was like, well, you know, I'm coming back from work. I'm coming back from work. Hey, come on. Cut me some slack. And he's like, all right. I see how it is. I see how it is. You don't go to Amityville. You don't go to Amityville. And I was like, all right. This I for a job to be over here because I knew you'd be here. <laughs> Wait, but why wasn't he at Amityville? Evil. Like, why is he judging ask. you? He's I wanted to get out of there. I didn't want to. <laughs> and he's like, all right, okay. Here's, And so he charges me for the two burgers and the fries. I get home. I realize he didn't even give me the fries. So I think he was really pissed oh, at me. Oh, that fuck. He left out the no, fries. But I, I put my own, uh, my own special vegan mayo on there. I don't know if you know what I mean. Stop <laughs> it. Again, all everything right, always buddy. comes now back to Jim's. that's <laughs> what I call an Amityville horror. There yeah, it is. I said that before. Insert applause. Thank you very <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> so a question it's that came up. It's great because he's not going to actually put that in <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> a question that came up at Applebee's was, uh, do you have, like, equipment or, and, like, technology? And I was like, we do have a soundboard, uh, but Brendan usually presses the wrong button and also will not even include it in, in, in the finish. Hey, hey, one, press the wrong button. <laughs> Two, not use the track for it. <laughs> so that was me. And I could not stop thinking about it because I didn't know if he was serious or not and if I, like, had made an enemy and if I can even go back there. I'll sidetrack about the soundboard real quick, though. I swear to God that all nine of these buttons are the laugh track. Because I, I didn't put it that way, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> this button. thing's let's playing see, trick on what happens. Right. What a fun prank. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, that's just laughter, Brendan. <laughs> it was just the laugh track. <laughs> uh, do either Every time you I've ever gotten uh... applause in, in school, I just thought people were laughing at me. <laughs> do either of you have anything weird that happened to you in the last, uh, since you've recorded okay. a podcast? Okay, but I'm actually really annoyed because like two weeks ago, something weird did happen and I only remember something weird happened because in my brain I was like, oh, if only I was going on The Lonely Place, I could talk <laughs> uh, about this on the podcast. you forgot it? But I wasn't scheduled, so I didn't make a note of it. Uh, and now I'm it's like- It's like forgetting your dream. What, like what, what was the weird thing that happened to me? Actually, wait, I do have a weird thing. A okay. different okay. weird thing, but another one. Here we so, go. We sparked it. I recently moved uh, <gasps> and I was living in like- That was the like, Thank you. Um, that I was, was my living, owl sound. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was living in a basement suite of like, it was like a like a really low ceilings. Like I couldn't stand up to wash my hair in the shower. Like it was like kind of like a horror movie mm-hmm. suite. Mm-hmm. Right. But I like yeah. knew the people I was renting from. It was a really good deal. Like it was fine. And then when it was time to move out, I like scrubbed the whole place. I got everything done. But they're out of the country, so I didn't have any instructions. And so. Like, the 9th of August. I'm like, hey, you guys back in the country? Like, everything all good? I didn't get any instructions. So I just put the key in the mailbox. Like, do you need anything? And they didn't reply. They, like, ghosted me for days. And then they were like, the shower curtain's missing. Like, as if they would take money for my damage deposit because I didn't <laughs> keep, like... Like, I, I moved into that suite and I, like, immediately threw away the disgusting used shower curtain right. because why yeah, why would I want you. a stranger's shower curtain, right? I did you a favor. Um, and they're like... That was my great-grandma's shower the curtain. The shower curtain's gone. 
<laughs> there was like some other stuff too that was like more valid, but it was it was all fine. And I was just like, <laughs> I, like, am I hallucinating? Am I supposed to use like a disgusting old shower curtain and then leave it there when I'm like, I don't even think <laughs> they're like you threw out my robe. Like, it's, it's a shower curtain. <laughs> like, like, I feel like typical, I use, like, a clear, like, shower liner, and then I have, like, my nice shower curtain that, like, sure. looks nice, right? Yeah. And I feel, the clear shower liner, I feel like I replace pretty much every year anyways, and that's okay. just me using right. it. Because yeah. it's $3. Yeah, that's it's a piece of plastic. Strange that they would. Strange that they would bring it up. That, I mean, I think that's very valid to be to be uh, thinking that's like, a weird interaction. There. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to keep it. And thankfully, yeah. with damage deposits here, you the tenant has to agree to the amount that's taken out. So, like, I didn't Ooh. pay for the the shower curtain. But yeah, thank God. Better not. I wouldn't. I just want to quickly say that. Last time I talked about moving the crematorium when Kirsten was on the show, she said she didn't give a shit. So you're lucky that I sat through all of that just now. <laughs> you added a segment about weird things. That was not a segment when it, you were telling me last time. Damn. Brendan really uh, trying to make enemies here. I moved my, my whole I, desk <laughs> a foot to the right and you didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah, because it was a foot to the right. I moved into a different... <laughs> Like home. I just want to say I when I moved the boy now. When I moved the layout of my recording spot, everyone cared and every everyone we did. Everyone we was, did. Everyone was happy. Yeah. I got a new chair yeah. actually for uh, for. Oh. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's much comfier than bringing in the uh, one of the kitchen chairs. Very good. What kind yeah. of chair? I mean, well, um, I guess I didn't get it. I just kind of got it from okay. my from my, I just That's took fine. it from my mom's room because she's not using it anymore. But it's much comfier. Nice. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I just got recently got uh, fired from my Burger King position near Adventureland. <laughs> I got transported to uh, the Amityville location, and that's kind of the weird stuff that's been going on with me recently. <laughs> I knew I knew that voice sounded familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you didn't get the fries. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. All right. Are we ready to get into this episode? Let's do it. Let's all right. It. Brendan, it's your time to shine. The episode oh. title is Shattered Bass. Do you know what that could be referencing? Shattered glass, move it on, baby. Woo. I'm, I'm sorry, what? That was so fast. <laughs> I think shattered glass, shattered move it on. Glass, shattered move glass, on, baby, move it on. Which is not uh, a thing. Like, that's <laughs> nothing is called shattered glass, oh, move yeah. it on, baby. It's one of the bring it on movies. <laughs> <laughs> it is referencing the 2003 film Shattered Glass. Brendan, you are now 13 for 21, your best season to date. It's just, it's just so easy to do this when you're already ahead and you can you know you're gonna be over that 500 mark and you're just damn you're, you're playing for the kids at this point you know <laughs> you're getting cocky now. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> uh, original air date May 9th, 2011. We are winding down to the end of the season. It is the penultimate episode and it starts with everyone's favorite a Blair dream sequence. We're in black and white. Blair is riding on the back of Louis's motorcycle while he drives and they're just loving life. But then all of a sudden. Blair looks to be a little worried, and suddenly Chuck is driving the motorcycle, and he looks angry. And uh, the transformation of Louie to Chuck in the mirror was pretty inspired. <laughs> it was really scary. And wait, we can, I these. can I also just say, the showrunners and creators of the show saying that it was not domestic violence what happened last week. And also, yeah. for them to say that Blair wasn't afraid, she literally got glass in her case, in her face and ran away to the elevator. Like, Insane. she was scared. She what are you, ta- she deserved what are you talking it. about? <laughs> Insane. Right, because Blair wakes up, she feels her face, and, like, the cut from the glass is still there. But don't worry, because yeah. executive producer Joshua Safran informed us that Blair was not hurt during this confrontation. <laughs> 
In fact, everyone was, was focused on the entire episode. Skin was broken. Yeah. <laughs> she was hurt. In fact, she was just worried about Chuck. That's it. That's that's the only thing that Blair was worried about. Cra- crazy statement. Absurd. Uh, yeah, but this uh, this dream sequence is great. I mean, we haven't had one in a little bit. I'm glad we're back here. It looked just as shitty as usual in the best way. It was very funny. Uh, Chuck's blue steel face was hysterical, uh, <laughs> but I was still mad at him, so I couldn't really right. fully enjoy it. It was a great way to start the episode. Um, the yeah. glass is also still shattered at the Empire. Nate notices it, but Chuck seems to be pretending that like nothing ever happened. He's talking to Nate about bringing some luxury across the river. He wants to start building his hotel empire in Brooklyn, and he's looking at Charles' place, and he asks Nate if he's up to attend the ribbon cutting, but uh, Nate politely turns him down. So Chuck thinks this is about uh, how he lied to Raina about her father, and Nate's like, yeah, that was a big lie, even for you. Which, Nate does not mention that Chuck abused Blair last night, even though he potentially witnessed at least some of it. I I feel like Nate is mad about the wrong thing. Yeah, did he see see it? Did he walk in afterwards? He walks in afterwards, but like... He must have I heard Blair, something like, out. Like, and oh, then saw the broken sorry. glass. I mean, yeah, As, I don't know. He's, right. He saw broken glass and Blair running away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, something is clearly amiss. Yes, and we talked about this and then last he week. thought like, the, like she had a bad shot in pool and it went yeah. through the window. That's why we here. don't let girls play billiards. <laughs> exactly. And she ran away in embarrassment. And we, <laughs> we talked about this last week. But to be angry at Chuck about this whole Raina's parents situation is so absurd to me. Yeah, we, yeah I think we, we touched on this last week, and it's still going on now because Raina's still mad at Chuck for kind of weird reasons. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad we hashed that out last week because it's still relevant now. I mean, a lot of stuff we've been mad about all season long has been relevant for like 15 episodes because they, <laughs> yes. they can move really slowly this season. <laughs> well... Uh, Chuck is looking forward to finally stepping out from Bart's shadow and his last name, but Nate tells him that whatever you want to call yourself or your hotel, you're still the same person. And Nate's, uh, Chuck's like, come on, Nate, I-, I need my best friend by my side right now. And Nate finally tells him, I saw what you did to Blair. So uh, it seems pretty firm that he did see it. At least he's standing up to Chuck about it now, at least for now, because he's going to team up with Chuck a little later in the episode, so I don't know how mad he is, but uh, at least for now. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least for now he's mad funny at twist there. Yes. Everybody's on Chuck's side by the end of this episode. I mean, I feel like Manhattan's elite probably aren't really the type to, like, cut each other out. No, I don't th- I don't think so either. Yeah. And, and Nate needs a place to stay. Well, he's going to stay with Raina for a while. And Chuck is for, like, yeah, how long? if you leave now, don't be here when I get back. Has that ever worked for Chuck? Like, why do people insist on trying that threat? Because Nate just replies, don't worry, I'm already gone. And now uh, Chuck yeah. is back to alienating everyone who's close to him. Yeah, but when he moves hotels uh, to across the river and he starts like another empire in Brooklyn, he should really work on security. I feel like there's always people that are in his <laughs> his room, not even just his hotel. <laughs> yeah, people unwanted, just... but people just walk right through. He's the open what elevator policy. What is he talking policy. about? There's no. He says there's no hotels in Brooklyn. I'm <laughs> that sorry. That is what he said. Zero. I have been to Brooklyn, and I... I've seen several hotels there. I've I mean, even stayed wait, in you know, a hotel. You know what Brooklyn there. is, and you're from Canada. After. <laughs> You came to Brooklyn after Chuck took over and like oh, started making. Oh, of course, of course, it was after. <laughs> you stayed in Chuck's hotel. Yeah, so. <laughs> that makes sense. You you caught me on that. Yeah, so thank God for Chuck. You had a place to stay in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I would have been stranded. Yeah. <laughs> Serena answers the phone. It's Vanessa. She's like, "Really, you're trying me again? Do you think that's gonna work?" And Vanessa has a decent point. She's like, "Well, you did answer the phone." And so Serena goes to hang up, but Vanessa's able to get her attention uh, enough to tell Serena that. She didn't need to make her look like a crazy, jealous, jealous bitch to Dan. And Serena's like, oh, you don't need my help for that. So uh, don't look now, but I did like Serena in this scene. Just because, obviously, it's Serena's turn to beat the hell out of Vanessa. As yeah, my, she's as punching my, down. As my favorite late season four tradition continues. <laughs> that is my MVP. 
that she's Serena. punching at. Oh, J- oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. M- Vanessa. Vanessa, yes. Brendan's MVP from last week, of course. Who could forget? Most Vanessa player. Oh, yeah, that was so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever host-given MVP to Vanessa. Feels we wrong. gotta make history in this show. I'm just, I'm doing it for the ratings. Yeah, and so... Vanessa is blaming Serena for what Charlie did to her last week, and Serena won't hear it. She says if Charlie's fighting back, good for her. She's learning. Uh, you tell her. So I think Serena's going to be changing her tune by the end of the episode. Maybe not so much on Charlie's side, yeah. but for now, uh, it seems to be a pretty pointless phone call here from Vanessa to Serena. But also, what is this concept that like only rich people in Manhattan can fight each other and... Like, obviously, her poor cousin would have never known how to fight back. No, of before. course. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. I mean, poor, poor people, poor outsiders don't understand how to uh, how to get into altercations with other people. Can Serena you also just, like, live and be rich and not get into altercations just to kind no. of normal? No. You have to get into altercations. Brendan, come on. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. It's for the ratings. Speaking of Charlie, Dan and Charlie are at the loft, and they're having Sour Patch Kids for breakfast, and Charlie says when she was little, Sour Patch Kids were her best friends, which is sad, along with books, which of course gets Dan's attention. Um, Sour Patch Kids, books, and pills. Oh, what? Kirsten, you're a a noted Dan hater. How are you feeling about uh, Dan in this stretch of the show here? Um, well, it's weird. Like, it's just a weird spot, uh... I, I don't understand what he's doing. Like, he was very likable with the will they, won't they with Blair. And sure. then I feel like instantly kind of left that to be kind of a loser again. Uh, but more <laughs> so, the the worst part of this scene, and I don't know. So she talked about how her favorite book as a kid was Flowers in the Attic, which Correct. is like the biggest red flag. Are either of you familiar with that book? I'm familiar with Toys in the Attic. So, I think it's which is a Billy Joel live album. <laughs> Thanks. So, flower, so Flowers in the Attic is a YA novel by V.C. Andrews. But the p- concept of the novel is it's this like perfect family and the dad like dies in a car accident. So they have to go back and live at her mom's parents house. But the mom, the like grandparents will not acknowledge like their grandchildren at all and make them live in the attic. And the conclusion of the book is that the mom and dad were actually brother and sister and the whole family is incest children. Oh. And also during the course of the book, the oldest brother and oldest sister get into an incestuous relationship in the attic. And then it continues like throughout, I think there's like six books or some shit. It's like the the most fucked up thing. Wow. And I've, I have read, I think two or three of them in university. Cause I was like, what is this? They are so (laughs) Fucked Jeez. up. Well, I surely couldn't finish the second the one won't have any incest in it. What? <laughs> the, the, at, at some point, she has well, to get the odds an, that the third one also has incest. At in some it? point, she has to get an abortion, and I think that they end up like actually together. I don't know how it ends. Oh but wow! The fact that Charlie's favorite book is Flowers in the Attic, I just was like, okay, this is a big indication of trouble to come. We should have known. This. It's very strange that this uh, exists to begin with and also strange that yes, Charlie cannot and, put it down. <laughs> and also, like, f- even if it was, like, your favorite book as a kid and you ruined your copy because you read it so much, like, gross, weirdo. Yeah, what'd you do to it? Like, wh- <laughs> well, first of all, what did you do to it? What was it ruined with? Um, just a little jizz joke for you. But then also... Why would you tell a prospective romantic romantic? Well, yeah, why partner? is she like, like proudly? Oh yeah, saying I love this. this book about incest. 
because <laughs> well, she knows she's been up on she's been reading up on Gossip Girl. She knows that uh, <laughs> the step siblings all date each other in this family. Well, the, so maybe, yeah, but that's I mean, the very kind of different. I, know, I know it's very I don't different. Know, a little bit. Maybe, maybe, you can draw a line to it with her wanting to be called Serena though. A little yeah, well, bit. <laughs> yes. Oh well, there. Okay, there's more going on that we'll get into. Obviously, yeah. Brendan, should we? Make a new T-shirt with just your face on it that says "It always comes back to jizz." <laughs> <laughs> Call me Serena <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> okay, we're kind of just mashing two separate ideas on the same shirt. But. Isn't that every shirt idea <laughs> yeah. you pitch on this podcast? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, like, why don't you make a chili reference on it while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Chili, yeah, on, the, chili on the back. Pretty good. It all comes back <laughs> to... our trademark for all of our t-shirts. <laughs> Always has shit stain in the back. Uh, oh, and that's why I asked uh, you for the merch link the other day, Brendan, because I was trying to get those people in Applebee's to buy <laughs> buy some merch. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I got any uh, notifications for uh, purchases. <laughs> all right, so... Charlie has read Dan's New Yorker story, asked if it was about Serena, which Dan confirms. And I, this may be the start, like, oh, okay, Dan likes Serena. Maybe I should be Serena. And so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thought process. <laughs> Dan now has... Uh, he's like, yeah, this was back when I was an outsider. But no, not like now where I have a personal invite to the Constant St. Jude Black Tie Alumni Fundraiser, which does everyone not get an invitation to this? Do yeah, we decide like- to have graduated from the school? Congratulations, you went to Constance. Congratulations, what? the school you went to wants your money. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> right. So, Dan wasn't going to go because he wasn't popular in high school, even though he dated the literal it girl in Serena Vanderwoodson. But, okay, sure, he wasn't popular in high school. Uh, but he thinks it might be fun to go if Charlie goes with him. And Charlie could not be more excited. Yeah, I mean, this is she's it seems like she loves this world and has always wanted to be a part of it. So, this is her in. Yeah, and uh, before they just have to stop by to uh, Blair's engagement toast, which this is actually a bigger indicator that Dan is someone now, that he got an invite to this, not the alumni event. Yeah, I'm kind of sad that this whole engagement thing really shut down the whole Dan and Blair. Enough. Get over it. Move on. (laughs) Because now they still have the love triangle, but it's more with Chuck and Louie and not not really Dan. Dan's got his hands full with uh, Charlie. Yeah. So it did happen very fast, but everyone's on board for the wedding, I guess. So uh, speaking of people who are on board, Cyrus is back. Everyone, hold your applause. Yeah. I stood up and gave him a standing ovation when I saw him. And thank God, Kirsten, you're here to recap this episode as well. I know you're a huge <laughs> Cyrus fan. Not enough. I know. Not I, enough. He greets Blair with a, here comes the future princess. And uh, Blair, Blair tells her parents that in choosing her, Louis gave up his succession rights. So... Uh, not not so fast. She's not going to be a princess as of now. But Eleanor is uh, is going to fix that by throwing an engagement party. At least that's her plan. And they seem thrilled that Blair is engaged, even though Blair is still pretty young. Like, what, 20, 21? And this man is a stranger to them? But they're like, yes, you're getting married. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, wait, where's he? he's, been, he's been gone for a long, long time. I'm, he's he's always such a welcome presence. Oh, my God. He's, he's, uh, so he, he's always made... I mean, it's crazy for how long Eleanor has been great for. Because she, she became enjoyable the mm-hmm. second he came on screen and it's been almost like a few seasons now and she was like one of the worst characters in the show for a, a season and a half or so yeah and then cyrus really changed her um <laughs> blair says while this is delicious i thought we agreed on a champagne toast and the camera cuts to a reveal that made me laugh out loud uh, it's a bunch of vitamin waters of every flavor just sitting <laughs> on the wall <laughs> it's so i was so it, glad we we're back it's for a t-shirt design con- i like i knew that vitamin water was featured in gossip girl i remembered that it's, the ninth, it's the ninth character baby 
I didn't remember like to what extent and honestly like I'm here for it I'm a vitamin water enjoyer to this day you know I am too one of the few left do you have any designs you want to show us well I didn't think to design any t-shirts around my favorite vitamin water energy but I'm happy to announce that Lonely Boys is also holding a t-shirt design contest which you have to incorporate vitamin water a picture of your favorite flavor of vitamin water and then it says it always comes back to jizz <laughs> and then on the back, it's a shit stain. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great formula down here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it's it's different because in the past seasons when they've done this with fighting water, it's just kind of been dr- like being drank in the background or just like on a table. They really no, it'll be like a pyramid of vitamin waters, like, like at the club. I think they, they knew they <laughs> they knew they had some comedy here because they don't reveal it at first. They wait for Blair to say that, and then they sh- they show it <laughs> they vitamin show waters. And so, yeah, vitamin waters back along with Cyrus. Very exciting all around. And Serena comes downstairs, and Eleanor asks if she's going to be in the engagement party, but Blair is like, no, no, no. I'd like to actually be engaged when it's over. And Serena apologizes, is like, okay, everything worked out great, so can we just enjoy it, please? And like, <laughs> Serena's so over it, even though she was the one who caused it all. <laughs> but, That's so Serena. Blair's response is so funny, and she's like, like much else in your life, that apology was underwhelming. Which yeah, yeah. Is so perfect. An amazing response to an underwhelming Shuts apology. Shuts her down so easily. I, okay, so here's the thing. Was Serena wrong for what she did? Yes, absolutely. Was <laughs> yeah. that apology not very good yes absolutely right, okay but i feel like people are still way too mean to serena like i've been cons- like through listening to this podcast i've really been thinking about serena through the lens of like uh a girl that's been over sexualized from like the age of 13 mm-hmm. and then taken advantage of by like every man she ever meets that's and true. that's true like sure weirdly like treated like an adult when she's a teen but also totally infantilized and i was like no wonder she doesn't know how to do anything like she doesn't even have like a supportive family she just has blair and blair's mean to her half the time <laughs> like right. damn I mean, that is, stop kicking the dog that i mean y- you make some well, great points you're talking to the wrong two guys here yeah. we're not big dog fans <laughs> I don't kick dogs though. I, I will. I want that. <laughs> okay, phew. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, if freaking Ann Archibald's dog started coming at me, I might. I might yeah, have that's to, a different story. I might have to kick. Well, yeah, that's. The, I mean, K- don't worry. The dog's the half in the crate. <laughs> <laughs> Head sticking out. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, I, I, uh, I do feel bad for her, but boo frickety who? That's what I say. <laughs> okay, fine. No, I you're, just you're right. I mean, it out there. I will try to cut Serena some slack, but. Her decision making is still uh, terrible. It's poor. It's very (laughs) poor. It's very poor. (laughs) I'm not going to defend all of her actions. And that's all we can do. We'll we'll take it action by action here. Uh, (laughs) Not only is Cyrus and Vitamin Water back, but Uncle Jack is also back. (laughs) It must be the end of the season because all the heavy hitters are coming back here. (laughs) This is, I think this episode specifically might be the point where Gossip Girl actually turns into a full soap opera. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think it is. They're, just, they're really just, who else can we bring back in this episode? Bring them all. Send out a mass text message. See, who, see who's available. And so he's going to meet with Raina, immediately hits on her, tries to get her into a, her hotel room. And Raina tells Jack that she found out her mother was in that burning building. And now that she knows her mother is dead, she wants revenge. And she mentions that Chuck has proof her mother's dead was covered up and she wants to expose him. Uh, Jack wants to know what's in it for him, and Raina tells him the reins of Bass Industries, which is music to Jack ears. 
And then Nate walks in and just greets him with a what the hell, which is an appropriate reaction here. <laughs> yeah, it is very good. Hey, what are these two doing together right now? This is horrible news. <laughs> Insane. Um, so Jack is going to leave them to talk, and Nate is shocked at Raina for bringing in Jack Bass. And this is enough to completely for Nate to like completely forgive Chuck, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't so long ago that like Chuck wasn't even on Raina's radar, and now he's all she can focus right. on and wants to take it like it seems a, a little bit out of, out of left field that she her her sole purpose now is to just take that man down yes but also what is with this family and telling an archibald when they're gonna take <laughs> chuck down like yes. okay we found your <laughs> fatal flaw don't they know to leave nate out of it like <laughs> you can't right nate's gonna nate is singing to everyone in this episode he is gonna reveal every single play. <laughs> he is a quadruple agent whoever wants to know anything and, but he doesn't mean to be he just yet, can help himself and yet nate is like involved in everything inexplicably but so yeah, Nate. He, I guess, Nate's, you know, that, that's part of his genius, though. Is he just he just <laughs> looks like he means no harm, and yeah. deep down he's a mastermind. Nate, oh, okay, I guess so. Nate sees that Jack is back, and presumably is like, "All right, Chuck, you know how I was mad at you last scene? Well, Uncle Jack's back, so let's take him down together now." I, yeah, no, I don't care. I I believe uh, the executive yeah. producer that Blair wasn't afraid of you. We're we're good. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he just knows that Jack is such a monster that uh, that 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 trumps all. Mm. issues at the moment i guess i guess so is he gonna go back to hating chuck after this yeah yeah right away all right we'll see so chuck uh or not chuck sorry charlie and rufus are in the penthouse and rufus tells charlie that her mom called and she's due for a refill on her medication and she didn't get it remember there's something going on with charlie that her mom refused to tell us about and also uh, someone is supposed to be keeping a close eye on her at all times and instead of doing that lily has locked herself in the in her room the entire time yeah, I, I, I could dresses. feel her in there, though. <laughs> feel her the whole time. I'm sorry, yeah. what was that, Brendan? Uh, moving on. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> okay, great. So, uh, Charlie's like, oh, I forgot to pick it up. And Rufus says, don't worry, here you go. And Rufus has picked it up for her. Uh, he knows that the last time things went well for her, she stopped taking them, and then things went from well to hell. So, Charlie just keeps reiterating that he has nothing to worry about, but uh, Rufus seems a little suspicious. Yeah, I, I like the well to hell thing. It's catchy. That's good, yeah. Well, well to hell. Good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> what the hell? I think we're just going to write a song about that. <laughs> Is that the wellness to QAnon pipeline? Yep, that, that's yes. it. It's called Well to Hell. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that could be the name of the documentary that, uh, that covers it. Copy, copyright that copyright. right now. If no anyone right that. makes that, they owe us a lot of money. And that is, that is how copyrights work. We just kind of say it on a podcast. And <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> and then we own it. <laughs> So Blair and Louis are with Louis's mom, and Louis's mom just talking about how ugly the city is. Uh, Blair's freaking out about how Chuck ruined the event last week, and she swears that her friends usually aren't like that, which seems like a bad move because the princess says she'll see for herself at the party, and something always Ugh. tends to go wrong at the event of the week. But I, things go really well for Blair this week, I guess, until the end, obviously. Yeah, so no, they don't. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not her friend's fault though that that things go bad at the end of yeah. the episode. Right, right. I mean, if her friends would look out for her. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Blair invites Louie to the alumni event, but she gets distracted when she sees Jack across the street. And she asks for a rain check on T, and then literally sprints down the street in the other direction. I love any time Blair has to sprint for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, very not suspicious at all. what was excuse about like, losing weight? I was so confused. Yes, and then... Uh, Princess Sophie is like, Blair's lying, and Louis says, about losing weight? But no, she had her followed, and the first place she went after getting engaged to marry Louis was to see Chuck Bass, which is pretty damning, I guess. 
Yeah, I was, I was still some man her for that. I don't know why she felt like she had to go see him. Uh, I guess like she says later on, too, they had a history, and she wanted him to hear the news from her, but that sounds... Uh, I wouldn't love hearing that yeah. if I was Louis either. No, I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't either. And then for some reason, we get an extended shot of Blair slowly running down the street, but she's, like, running into the camera with no expression on her face. Who directed this? It's like someone forgot to turn the camera off, and we just got an extended <laughs> shot of Blair running into the camera. It was so strange. <laughs> Yeah, this, we're in uh, a new, a new, another era too, where they like to just use all different kinds of uh, shooting angles and styles <laughs> during the same episode. It's really... Well, it's it's like supposed to be really horrific because she has to go back to her abuser now. Is that but what they not, were trying to convey? He's not to an me? abuser though. He's, he's right. not an abuser. I mean, according to listen, the show can lie to you all it wants, <laughs> and you can choose to believe them, I guess, if you really want to. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Chuck's an what abuser. Chuck did last week was abuse. Was abuse. Yes, I, I, that is yeah. the official statement of the podcast as well, or at least this half of the podcast. I don't know what Brendan's going over there. Yeah, I mean, if Brendan wants to be like pro DV, I guess that's his choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was insane. It's a uh, ob- very obviously abuse. All right, we're all on the same page here. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie's looking at pictures of old Constance parties, and she tells Serena that Dan invited her, which Serena says is great, but she seems to be bothered, even though, as she said, her and Dan are barely talking these days. If I'm Serena, though, I would be pissed that when I was dating Dan, he, like, always refused and made fun of these types of events, and now he's just willing to go to them with my cousin? I yeah, and he says he's not seemed... interested in her in, a, like, a, a romantic way. Like, this seems like the reason why you'd want to go to this thing is because you're interested in her, in her sexually. Oh, Ooh la la. Sexually. I see I didn't even yeah. think Serena seemed that upset. Like she didn't seem like stoked on life, but she was right. like, Yeah, whatever. Like my little cousin wants to live my life a few years later, like cool. <laughs> right. To an extent, yes. Uh, once once she steals Serena's dress, it's uh, all Well, all then, bets are off. that was true like sister behavior. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At first she started off nicely too. It's just like if you want to just fucking ask. I don't care. Right. So then it got weird. Charlie needs help with getting something to wear. And Serena's confused. She's like, we're rich. Like, we don't have these problems. If you want something, just buy it. But Charlie does not have (laughs) access to her trust fund for some reason. She thinks it might be because her mom and grandma are worse than they thought. But Serena's like, no. Cece fucking hates my mom, and we we never had trouble buying things. So that This is a really funny scene to see. Like, wait, you don't... You can't get something? Yes, you can. can. Here you go. Here's all the money She's in the like, world. No, you have access to an endless supply of money. What are you talking about? We don't have problems like this. This is a- like <laughs> You're over 18. Where's your dress fund? She's like, I don't have a dress fund. Girl, I think mm, you I think also you, you, might be suffering from financial abuse yeah. from your mom. <laughs> I think you do have a trust fund. Let's fix that. So we go to Charles Place, which is this the name of the hotel? Charles Place or like? I yeah. think it was called the Charles, maybe. The Charles. <laughs> Did he change? He didn't change that to the Charles. <laughs> I think because that was the whole thing. Is he like made a comment about how it like already has his name or whatever? Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, know. Is it? Is this a what? What color is this on Monopoly? Is this an orange? Right. It's a pink, yes. I believe. No, I think it's a pink. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure uh, Charles Place is a pink, isn't it? Okay. Is it? Should we do some live? Or wait, no, because yellow, yellow has like Tennessee, New York, and isn't it? Charles Place is a pink. It's it's on it's in the spot I was it's thinking pink. of. It's like oh, right, I was yeah. thinking I was thinking of St. James Place, wasn't I? Right. Yeah. St. James is an orange. Thank you. Uh, thank God Sam's not here. He doesn't know anything about Monopoly. That fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my sister <laughs> yeah, has the whole board and all of the Tattooed property values memorized, <laughs> as she should. And 
So, yeah, so Charles Bess has a hotel at Charles Place in an episode that also features Charlie Rhodes. Like, the writers don't know any other names, I don't I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Blair comes up to the roof to talk to Chuck, and you would think, you would think that Chuck would be apologetic or something, but instead he greets her with, well, look who finally came to her senses. Like, how does he think he gets to be self-righteous I here? Know, it's so absurd. And it, the show treats it the whole situation like he does deserve to be that way. It's so confusing that, that that it seems like the show wants us to be on his side. Do, I was so going to ask, do you do you think that is the position of the show? I think it is. I, th- I think it. The show is telling us like, oh, shouldn't Blair still be like? I, I, can't you guys believe that we're going to break him and and Blair right. up? Don't you want them to be back together after what, everything they've been through? Well, like, look at no, the passion. Not anymore. Oh my god, I had yeah, to I, uh, in the in the wiki this week. I had to load more comments. There were so many <laughs> fighting about chair no, and dare and lair now. Oh my goodness. I, mean, I guess this is like a good part of the show for people to talk Lair. about. People liked Louie. No. People liked I was there. I didn't care about him until this episode. I think I liked him a little bit more in this episode because you, you, you actually start to see um, some fire in him. I'm like, oh, I, he, he does like Blair a lot. Did like you it. like his accent anymore? No, still pretty bad. I don't know what the hell he's talking about for <laughs> half the time, but he still seems to enjoy Harry quite a bit. <laughs> so... Uh, Blair tells Chuck that she and Louie are still very much engaged. She just wanted to warn him that Uncle Jack is back in town. Uh, she still had enough kindness in her heart to warn Chuck, even though Chuck was a monster to her last week. And so Chuck, like, grossly kind of, like, grabs her hand and tells her yeah. that she has no idea what he has been through since that night, which is insane that to think himself as the victim here. So Blair wisely decides to leave. Yeah. yeah. He's, he still, like, has something over her, though. Well... That's yeah, trauma Chuck. bond. That, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I think there's always going to be something there. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I thought she was even before the glass punch. I think I was saying this a few episodes ago too. I, it seemed like they had fizzled out, and she was done with it, and uh, that brought her back in. It really did. So Blair gets into a cab, but now it is Louis himself who is following her, and he saw her come down from the roof. Uh, so again, not looking good for Blair here, but. Guess who else is back? Russell is also back. All the heavy hitters are here. Everyone's coming back to the show. Russell now meets with Jack in, like, a restaurant or something or wherever they are. And Jack called Russell. Another uh, double-crossing here. Jack called Russell because he is not interested in doing business with Raina. Uh, this is what happens when you deal with Jack, Jack Bass. Already some double-crossing going on. Oh, yeah. Within the first third of the show. Exactly. And so... Jack tells Russell that what Rain is proposing is fine, but her history with Chuck and not to mention Nate Archibald crashing our meeting looking like he just ran away from home, which he thinks the whole <laughs> thing feels messy and juvenile. The specific call out of Nate looking like he ran away from home <laughs> is so funny. I know, it's, it sucks because I really didn't mind Jack that much in this episode. Usually I really hate him. But Jack like, has a funny episode. Jack has a funny, episode, a funny episode, but I yeah. have to remind you that he is a monster. He's a monster, but he, he calls he, it, mean, he, he calls he, it black. He, he even makes a comment about it being like, well, if you still had Blair, I'd want something else from you. Oh, my so, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not He's shy about He's still not great. <laughs> no, not great at all. Yeah, but if Lily he... was around on the house, I'd be less right. Yeah, Yes. <laughs> okay. He does, he does have a funny episode, though, and I will say, look, they're, underrating, uh, they're underestimating Nate here, who... According to Brendan, is the genius of everything, and he's going around telling telling everyone all the plans. So maybe they yeah, Jack's have, underrating him right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe Jack should have underestimated here. So Russell could not agree more. He asked Jack what he had in mind, and Jack tells Russell that nothing turns Chuck upside down like losing Blair Waldorf. Which does this not also feel juvenile? Messing with his nephew's love life? <laughs> nope. And he doesn't really I, I lay out like, a plan. I'd have so many questions if I was Russell, but he's just like, "Let me know what I can do." Like, it, sure, it, it is like messing with like, like a. 
near teenager, but he is also like a, a kingpin in finance in New York too. So he there there is some value to be had by messing with this kid's love life. But <laughs> what's more sad to me is that Jack at the drop of a hat will just like pick up a phone call from any random person like, hey, uh, want to help me mess with Chuck? Like, yep, be right yep. there. I'll come from Australia across the entire, like as far away as I could possibly be. Yep, I hate my fucking nephew. My nephew. Here, here I come. Yeah, like, he must not be doing super well over there. <laughs> so, uh, Russell also tells Jack there is a box filled with mementos that Chuck is hiding from him and it would mean the world to him if he could have those things for himself and he'll make sure that Jack <laughs> is well compensated. That's that's even more sad. <laughs> well, I, know, like, I mean, we, we find out why mementos? he wants the box. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. Uh, he just like wants Bart Bass's stuff. I get why. Just to say he well, has it. He wants He's like, it. hey, uh, Bart Bass cucked me, and I want the love letters that my wife wrote. I want to the him. proof. Right. What? I want the proof. That's what he says, but he wants it to get rid of the proof that he was the one that locked well, his yeah. wife. Oh, into. right, right. So that's that's why that. he actually. But wants still, it, but... it just comes across so insane. Right. So yeah. it's. I mean, immediately Jack should be seeing these red flags, and I guess he does. So. Uh, we have these yeah. these two villains teaming up now for the end of the season, but Jack is an actual like disgusting vile villain, and Russell is just a guy who is against Chuck, and I can't blame him right now. And a murderer. <laughs> yeah. And we are also finally getting some answers as to why he might have weirdly lied to his daughter his, her whole life about now, his At least that death. does make sense. Now. Yes, I'm, I'm a little bit happy about that. I, I don't know why it took us this long to get here. I guess they really had to stretch out this big drop on us uh, until the end of the season. Yeah. But I'm glad there's some some solace there. So, also, did I, did I, by the way, did I predict, I forgot if I did it, did I predict that Russell killed his wife? Hmm. We're going to have to go back and listen to the tapes. You might have. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I think, think you, might you might have. Either that or Rufus. I was on a streak of just like throwing a lot of shit at the dartboard, and I think that might have been that one. That one might have actually hit. hit, yeah. Someone go back and listen to the tapes and let us know. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't remember. Yeah, if you guys can go um, into my dad's house and I have a lockbox and go grab the tapes. <laughs> I don't want to know what's in your lockbox, Brendan. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Charlie returns to the penthouse. Uh, Serena has vouched for Charlie, so she got a loan from CeCe until her official checkbooks arrive, and so she was able to get a dress. And she tells her mom all about the amazing dress she got for the fundraiser. She got it from her trust fund, and uh, Carol's going to get mad at this, even though Charlie assures her that nothing's wrong. But after she says that, she dumps all of her pills in the garbage, and Gossip Girl somehow knows about this because she has a voiceover about it. Unless we're just going to accept that this is just, like... (laughs) Uh, of just narration, just narration, and Today. not actually a, a Gossip Girl blast, but still a little strange. Yeah, it's a little strange. Also, just poor planning by Charlie. If she doesn't want to get caught, yeah, right. Flush them down was the she toilet. trying to get was was she trying to get caught because it is right on top of the garbage can? Yeah, and then not she even just the pills, the but also bottle. the bottle. Yeah, yeah, right on top. Like it, at least <laughs> dispose of the bottle in right. I don't know one of the many public trash cans <laughs> in Manhattan. I like I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, bring it with you outside even. Yeah. Like what, there's just this one tiny garbage can in the hotel that you can use? Like not even (laughs) one in the lobby? Yeah, Yeah, that garbage can looked like the kind of garbage can that you don't even actually use. And then she she also left Rufus that note, Dear Rufus, I dumped my pills. Hope you don't find out. (laughs) XOXO. Basically. Yeah. So we have the event of the week, part one, I guess. It's the engagement party. Um more people are back. Penelope's back, even though Blair still fucking hates her. Uh, (laughs) Eleanor's here. She is uh, being rude to Cyrus a little bit, but he still has the patience to explain to her what ornithology is. And this is going to be huge because Cyrus and Princess Sophie apparently are both uh, hugely into birds. Bird nerds. Bird nerds, baby. <laughs> we love some bird nerds. Princess- yeah, lo- lo- love when Cyrus gets enthusiastic about something. Yes. Cyrus- Princess Sophie arrives and Cyrus is like, I'm a hugger. Hope that's not a problem. And he goes in for the hug. <laughs> 
He's like, yeah, he gets throat punched by her security <laughs> yeah, team. <yes. laughs> um, Louis is now at Charles' place, and Chuck tells him he's too busy to bow, and Louis does not appreciate the sarcasm or anything else about him. And he says that he knows that Blair came here to see Chuck, and he asks what's going on, and Chuck does play this very well. He's like, uh, shouldn't you be asking Blair that? And when Louis say he wants the, says he wants the truth, Chuck comes back with, well, if you can't trust Blair to tell you the truth, you've got bigger problems than me. And... Chuck is, like, actually completely right. Like, just the fact that Louis is over here talking yeah. to Chuck means he already lost. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're losing this battle. Again, like, this is a scene, like, I, I sort of like Louis, and then he uh, still loses. Right, he's just going to have to trust Louis. Blair. And Blair has to, uh, I mean, they have the conversation at the end where Blair has to, where he tells Blair that he has to tell her all, all of her secrets, you know? He, he wants to, to know all sides of her, so. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a problem with uh, getting engaged to someone you'd, don't just really know that well. Right. <laughs> yes. So Chuck tells Louis to get used to it because Blair is nothing without her secrets. And then out of nowhere, Louis asks Chuck what he did to his hand. And Chuck doesn't answer. He just says, it'll get better in time. Which. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I, I, we, we know what it was from. Right. So it doesn't sound, seem that weird at first. But then when you really break it down, like, Louis has no idea. what. Why would right. he care what happened to. It's, it, it would make more sense if he had been asking Blair constantly, like, oh, what happened to your face? What happened to your face? Right. And then maybe put. But this is the first. Right, he notices the he face saw. after he sees. He right. goes to his enemy, is questioning him, then sees his hand, is like, "Oh, by the way, buddy, what happened? What happened to your hand? <laughs> what happened to your hand, buddy?" <laughs> and also, it's really weird how nobody's talking about uh, Blair's face having a giant cut on it because, like, m- the makeup is not doing so much to cover yes. it up. You know, not yet like, anyway. <laughs> it's weird that they notice Chuck's hand first and then notice Blair's face. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Rufus and Serena are in the penthouse. Apparently, Serena is here to drop something off to Lily. And this is the second episode in a row where they just keep mentioning Lily but don't actually show her, even though they are in the house in which Lily is on house arrest in. I know. She must have been at filming least... something else. Right. I mean, if she was going to miss these episodes anyway, why not just send her to jail? No, but no, it, you have yeah. to get her, like, scenes of them visiting her in jail if she goes. That's I, true, I that's do want to see that. Yeah, well, i got to see her in, the, in, the, in orange. I, uh, or pinch, whatever. You know, why don't they do the black and white anymore? I think that's a, a more slimming look for, I mean, for people. Was that real? Like, I don't know Beetle, if it was the, real, like, the Beetlejuice uniform? <laughs> yeah, I want to see Lily in Beetlejuice. If Lily came out wearing the black and white referee uniform with a little hat on and <laughs> attached to a ball and chain, that would have been a... <laughs> have been yeah, a there has to be a literal ball and chain. <laughs> and she starts talking like uh, a 1940s uh, mafia boss when she, when she comes out. It would have been a great scene. I think they should have at least given us sort of like a, a cow and chicken where they just give us the the knees down of the old people and given us like just ankle footage of Lily this episode. Right, because you just wanted to see your ankles. That's really what That's all about. you need. So, um, so Rufus asks uh, Serena why she isn't at Blair's engagement party, and Serena says it's because Blair doesn't want her there. But Rufus says he knows they have, have their issues, but he knows that Blair loves Serena as much as she loves anybody. I, I wonder if Rufus knows that Blair and Serena are in love. I, I feel like he's like, I know a little yeah, something about... Yeah, to what degree he knows. He's like, I know a little something about secret romances on this show. Yeah, you know, there, there was a, a scene later when where... he sees Vanessa. Vanessa and, and Serena come together. He's like, I don't know what's going on here, but I feel like, I feel like he didn't like it because no. he, either the two of them are now together. He's like, I don't know, Vanessa's my girl, first of all. And two, like, I think he's also worried that now his worlds are colliding where... You know, his wife's daughter is here talking to his mistress, and like, what are they talking about? Am I going to get caught here? Right, yes. We'll get to that scene, because he does greet Vanessa very interestingly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Serena and Charlie are in Charlie's room, 
And Serena is now thinking of going to Blair's party after all. So she is also looking for a dress. Charlie starts asking a million questions to, to Serena. She's kind of freaking out. But uh, mm-hmm. Serena is going to ease her, her fears a little bit. And she tells Charlie to be herself. She says, that's what I did at Cotillion. And me and Dan had the best night ever. So Charlie hears be yourself as be myself <laughs> and decides she needs to be Serena uh, to be win you. Dan over. It's, it's logical. It makes sense. It, it, it happened once. It can happen again. Lips a glass longer, but gloss is more fun. Is that is that good advice? I uh, I mean I guess it's kind of an iconic Gossip Girl quote, though. Yeah, I, it's good. Like that whole little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the whole thing where Serena says that uh, that lipstick less longer but gloss is more fun dan does love to dance but he's terrible at it so no laughing and your feet won't hurt as much as as long as you've had just the right amount of champagne yes exactly a lot of good advice being thrown from serena there iconic yeah okay yes um back to the engagement party cyrus is really schmoozing princess sophie because obviously he's the most charming man on the show and blair and eleanor come over and princess sophie is remarking all about how wonderful cyrus is uh I don't know what Cyrus said about birds, but Sophie now thinks she judged Blair too harshly. Like, I mean, this is seriously incredible work from Cyrus, or first her opinion <laughs> so strongly, so immediately. Yeah, I, I can see him almost doing research on birds just for this event. Like, <laughs> never had any any favorability towards yeah. birds in general. I was like, you know what? I, let me find out what I can find out about her, and then I'll use that, and it'll, I'll butter her up. I, I would love to see Cyrus play Big Brother. I think he wins fan favorite oh. easily, and I think I think he's running the house. I really do. Honestly, the only person that could mount a defense against Suri. Uh, yes, Cyrus and Suri. When? What a story that would be. So when will we get a coach's season? Yeah. <laughs> so Cyrus. Yeah, I would love a season of Big Brother with Wallace Shawn on it in character as Cyrus. That would be that's yes. my dream. So. Uh, Cyrus told the princess all about Blair's job at W, her straight-A average, and about her avian welfare. He says, you would never let a duck go hungry, which, very sweet. I, very, very yeah, nice but response. she feeds the duck's bread, which is really bad for them. Yeah, And right? so she actually doesn't care about their learned. welfare at all. He left that part out when he <laughs> talked to Sophie. Yeah, he, he was like, oh yeah, she buys duck pellets, yeah. specifically. <laughs> Even Sophie... I mean, worry, though, is that I, I'm worried that since he loves birds so much that he also likes geese, I can't forgive that. I really, really hate geese. Well, you know, geese I, hate uh, you too, Brendan. Yeah, they're they're horrible. Over it. Well, I, I see a lot of places where like they get there's a lot of like crossings on my commute home from work, and sometimes they don't make it. Not not for me. I don't Whoa, run them over, but I, I, I see I see other ones that don't make it across. I'm like, you know what? Just do I. So. Brendan, I go to the park to feed the ducks, and I feed the geese too. I'll feed them right out of my hand. I'm not scared. Oh, you're sick. I love a goose. They're yeah. so cute. I love a goose. I, I, you know, I, I hate them so much. I, I call them gooses. I don't even call them geese. That's actually really that's, fucked I up. I think that's also an accepted pluralization. So the joke's Shit, on so. you. <laughs> oh, <no>. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, don't you feel stupid? When you say that, <laughs> other like geese enthusiasts are like, oh, wow, he knows the alternate, uh, <laughs> the alternate pluralization. He must, he's a, he must love he's a big He's a big fan of the gooses, much like I am. Uh, he's a gooser. <laughs> he's a gooser. So, <laughs> Even Sophie acknowledges now that Blair makes Louis very happy, and she will allow them to make their first appearance at a as a couple at the alumni event tonight. Your first royal appearance. So now Sophie's going to use her persuasion skills to talk to the royal court, and uh, Louis is going to get to be the prince again. Woo. It's she a fairy tale for Blair. Before she even talked to I the know. court, like uh, girl, I want to know what, what she knows about the court because she's very confident that she's going to be able to persuade them. So this is, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I'm really not interested in. I don't I don't care if Lily's the the president again. <laughs> well, first you, of all, her name's not Lily. 
Uh, and second of all, she's not a president. She's a queen. Yeah. Brendan just wants Lily to be president, apparently. So I guess you you proved how little you care. I know who I'm voting for in, in fall. He, he's, like, he's like, I don't care if Lily's president. I don't care. I don't even care if Lily's president. I don't even care if Lily's president. I really want Lily to be president. If this show ends and Lily's not president, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Honestly... A series as Lily being president of the United States would be iconic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'd, vote, I'd vote for her. So uh, I don't know. She's for sure a Republican. Maddie. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think that think so. a bunch, a bunch of the characters I in the show are a Democrat looks like Republican. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I believe that at least a couple of the characters are confirmed Democrats uh, in this show, based on based on what they have said. And and I, I will have to go back and and reconfirm those. But I believe. Nate and Chuck both said said some things that uh that well D- uh, Dan and Vanessa certainly are are both uh Democrats and I Chuck said something yeah. about uh sleeping with the enemy when he mentioned Ivanka Trump so that made me um, led me to believe yeah, that he was also a Democrat. Yeah, but at that point in time wasn't Trump a Democrat? You know, he might have been and we're going to have Possibly. to go into Ivanka Trump's uh <laughs> Wikipedia page or Donald Trump's Wikipedia page to see uh the politi- I, well, I won't be doing that. But I, didn't he like only become a Republican like right before 2016? I feel like that's true. All right. True. Are we going to talk And like I'm sorry, you're telling this, me that you're telling me that Chuck is not a Republican after what he did last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, Listen, there are I bad also, Democrats I could, I, out I, there. I could imagine Josh Schwartz making all the main characters Republicans. So, uh Donald Trump was Democrat from 2001 to 2009, and then Independent from 2011 to 2012, and then uh, Republican from 2012 to present, according to Wikipedia. Okay. And huh. that, Good to know. That's what we. <laughs> that's that's all. So I an Independent learn. is the enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. He said, "Choose a fucking side." You were my. You were my enemy. <laughs> Get off the fence. <laughs> so, so, all right. I. Uh, Sophie's going to realize the cut on Blair's face, asks what it is, and Blair obviously lies about it. And um, Louis is now right behind her and has heard the good news. And so Cyrus is going to propose a toast for the newly reinstated prince and princess. He says, may your lives be as full of love as the skies are of birds. And uh, I think I just found my toast for your wedding, Brendan. (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) You're going to replace birds with gooses. May your lives be as full of love as the skies are of gooses. (laughs) And then I laugh maniacally. (laughs) It's <laughs> like a lunatic. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. All right, uh, Jack. Vizzi- it works though for him. He can say anything. I would of course, be, and people would and people would hoot cheer. and holler. So, yeah. Jack visits Chuck, and Chuck seems to be very drunk. This scene, until they confirmed that this was like just I, a I ruse, know, this, say, this scene is, bad acting. is insane. And so, yeah, uh, Jack is here. Another scene with the tilted camera. Yes, by the way. and he's like, Chuck, I'm just here to get you the help you you need. Chuck hits him. Nate comes running in. Jack brings up Blair, so Chuck tries to hit him again. Nate intervenes, and this is this soap point, opera right here. It seems yes, it seems like Nate and Jack are working together out of nowhere, and yeah, <laughs> Nate wants to make sure Chuck's okay, but Chuck is obviously pissed and starts pushing him, and so Nate's like, you really need help, and Jack's like, and that's why I brought it, and he just has two men on standby ready to take Chuck away. That's not <laughs> yeah, how this works. So, okay, so <laughs> also Chuck is like really blurry, like can't seem to like mm-hmm. see, uh, and then 
I do think that that's how rehab works for rich people, that they can just like pay in- attendings to come. Like, so muscle there's like you two away. characters from One Flew with the Cuckoo's Nest to come take yeah. you guys. <laughs> Chuck says he's be- he'd be insane to not want to beat the crap out of Jack. And Jack says, well, we'll let the experts decide that. And I did not remember at this point that this was just a plan, like part of the plan. So I was like, what is Nate doing here? Like, even, <laughs> even if he agrees that Chuck needs help, he must has he must be able to see that Jack is doing this for nefarious purposes. Maybe he shouldn't let this happen. So I was like, immediately... Yeah, I thought in that moment too, like, Nate was saying, you know what, Jack's right. You, you obviously yeah. do need help. <laughs> yes. It just was making a game time decision. Were you suspicious that Nate was working with Jack here against Chuck? Not at all. No, it was just me thinking idiot Nate was like, you know what, yeah. <laughs> You've been I, drinking too much, bud. I've seen this show before, and when Nate walked in, I was like, oh, did Nate just stumble into a room again? Like, what's he, like <laughs> I did Very not plausible. put together that yeah. they were working together Very at plausible. this point yeah. in the episode. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And, like, I've seen it before. Yeah, and so Nate apologizes to Chuck and says, this is the only way. And Chuck gets taken away. What a performance from Nate here, since now that we now we know that he is just, uh, just acting here. And... Yeah. Now it's just Jack in the room now, or so we think, because Russell peeks his head down from upstairs because I guess he's just been hiding there. Like, when did How that did happen? he get up there? <laughs> How long has he been hiding up there just watching? <laughs> he's like, yes, all this is going according to plan. And so he tells Jack nice work, and Jack tells him to take anything he wants. So everything's going according to plan, or so Russell thinks. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Or so he thinks, that bald bastard. <laughs> bald bastard. So, Serena asks Blair what she missed, and Blair fills her in. She says she has to talk to Louis. And Serena says she needs to apologize before she goes, though, and says that no matter what's going on between them, all she's ever wanted for Blair was true love, and she's sorry it took so long for her to realize. I thought maybe she'd profess her love for Blair here, but uh, she does not, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll get there, I'm sure. Maybe yeah, I'm at the sure. wedding. She'll well, call out. She'll, she'll she object. will object. She'll, she'll object. Uh, she tells Blair that yeah. she deserves this. They hug. Serena's been promoted to maid of honor. And we get a Gossip Girl blast of Chuck being taken away. And Blair tells Serena she's worried about him. But Serena's like, nah, who the fuck cares? Go celebrate your engagement. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good friend. I right like there. it. Yeah, yeah. Good, go enjoy yourself. Oh, Chuck's getting the He's help not your he problem needs. anymore. <laughs> by, by these two stage actors play, cosplaying <laughs> as, uh, as attendants. And so... Blair leaves, and Dan enters the conversation to talk to Serena. Because remember, Dan and Blair are no longer a thing, so they don't talk to each other anymore. I know. So that's what I think annoys me the most about them, quote-unquote, breaking up, is that now they're not friends at all. Like, yeah. At least, can you just bring them back to being, like, close again? Like, that yeah, was, they that didn't was have so a nice. conversation all episode. Yeah. Didn't like that. Didn't like it either. So... Blair talks to Louis. She wants to celebrate Louis as- ascending to the throne again, but Louis wants to talk about how she knows he knows that she talked to Chuck. And she says what you said, Brendan. She just wanted 
him to hear about the engagement from her. And then he's like, okay, but, you know, you, you saw him twice. And she's like, well, I also had to warn him that evil Uncle Jack was in town, as one does, obviously. And so Louis like, okay, that sounds great, but, like, then why didn't you just tell me? And so Blair confesses that she was worried he would think there's something more going on. And Louis has uh, put two and two together here. He saw Chuck's hand earlier, and now he sees uh, Blair's face. And he knows that Chuck is the one who scratched Blair's face, not the ring. And so he, uh, he asked Blair how she can lie to protect someone who hurt her. Some decent. I mean, Louis, that's that's a great question. Yeah, some decent detective Fantastic work question. from from Louis here to figure this out. Yeah, um, it's frustrating too. You, even if Blair were to be telling Louis, like, "Oh, I'm going over Chucky's again to go make sure he's okay <laughs> from Uncle Jack," I, I would still be annoyed by that too. Like, I, I wouldn't true, want yeah. to hear that. So that's true. I get why all Blair around bad from Blair. Keeps it from him as well. Yeah, but so yeah. Blair doesn't even deny that Chuck scratched her face. Uh, she just gives him the reason that since she's never going to see Chuck again, which is bullshit in and of itself because she's already snuck around and seen him twice but she says since she's never going to see him again there's no reason to embarrass him which a weak excuse very i mean she's got nothing he's she's she's scrambling she is i mean the blair i know would get revenge right yeah like she would never be like i don't want to embarrass someone blair would be like i want to embarrass them and kill yes to the maximum extent i think that's a great point i mean that's just that tells you the most that she has feelings for him she's not trying she's either trying to be with him forever or put him in the dirt exactly and so if he's not in the dirt she must want to be with him that's it put on a shirt louis tells blair that she is the one who is embarrassed and that she has her own dark side and uh she's like i understand if you want to end it you know princesses can't have dark sides but louis sits down tells blair he wants her but she needs to show him all the parts of herself, even the parts she's ashamed of. Uh, and like we were saying, to be fair, yes, they are engaged. <laughs> Brendan, I hear you giggling. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, sh- 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 she shows him her belly. Yeah. Just like, lifts up. like, my belly, I have an Audi. I'm sorry. You think that Blair has anything physically to be embarrassed about? Yeah, That's why Brendan, have a freaky like, Audi. That's why Brendan, like, scrambled to think of something. He was like, oh, what could be wrong with Blair? I don't know. Maybe she has an Audi. <laughs> I <laughs> It's like two inches long. Ew. (laughs) Yes, Louis said, Blair, you have to show me all of your parts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yes. Language barrier. Come on. (laughs) Yes, they are engaged. But she has known him for like two weeks. So it makes sense that she's still in the hiding parts of her life that embarrass her stage of the relationship. Yeah. It makes, I mean, they, they knew each other, what, since last summer? Um, they know each other and they've been the each other like at the very end of the but summer. But it's not like, like they, the last yeah, few days. it's not like they've been in contact since the summer. I love. Yeah, so it was a few days then, and then a few days now. Yes, I love Blair being like, "Well, I just thought the embarrassing parts would go away, so I yeah, don't yes. have to tell you that." Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's fair. Sometimes if, if you just like if you have a problem, you just don't think about it. It sometimes does go away. You know, it's very relatable. I, that's that's usually my go-to. Just uh, don't talk about it and it'll go away. <laughs> so. I mean, like, for me, I'm super reactive. And so sometimes I'll get, like, really mad about something and then not talk to the person about it right away and then realize, like, it was like it was all me the other person had nothing to do with my like upset or her feelings well, and it's it's fine we don't need to talk about it like i was being unreasonable that's good that you i mean that's good then it's good that you you, yeah. you realize you understand that, that about yeah. yourself and so uh they kiss i guess all is forgiven as long as blair is ready to share all of her life and uh if not then louis says he'll leave with his mother tonight so i, I guess they're gonna no more secrets between them all all is right with the prince and princess to be and so we go to dan and serena and dan is worried about charlie because she's not here yet but just then charlie shows up and the elevator opens and charlie has her back to the crowd and she's looking at herself in her mirror and she enters in <laughs> serena's dress doing, <laughs> <What a way> to- <laughs> enter doing some great serena cosplay 
Well, okay, and so first of all, in the elevator, she's looking camp dead in the eye. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> secondly, when Serena's like, wear your hair down, it looks good down. And then she saw the photo of Blair, of um, Serena with her hair in like a ponytail. And now she's in a ponytail. Yes, and now she's, and now she's wearing her hair. Very and good. in that dress. Like, per- she looks perfect. insane. She took, she's like, okay, Serena said, be herself. I have to do this as literal as possible. I have to be Serena. And so uh, we'll see how that goes. For now, Russell is uh, still going through Chuck's things or Bart's things or whoever the box belongs to. And then Nate comes off the elevator with Jack and also Chuck is revealed to be with them I gotta say I have seen this episode three or four times but this still took me by surprise what what a twist <laughs> here they are they're all for what a, what a power trio, power trio. Here, and I will here, say, here they come I did not remember Chuck going to a mental hospital so I knew this plan wasn't going to work but like I was still surprised that uh, Jack and Chuck were able to put aside their differences and work together yeah, I, I wish the other two guys that pretended to take him away also came in to make it five. Just yeah. like, like all, right, all right, guys, we don't, we don't need you two. And you, you did it. You can, yeah, please you can leave. Go away we want to see what's in the box. <laughs> I mean, they could have been the men in the elevator, right? They they may have been. I don't I, think maybe. they were, but I think they should have been. I think for the purpose of this podcast, they were. I think they just okay, okay, they, yeah. And so uh, Nate being involved does make sense now. I, I don't think he needed to be involved in this, but hey, good for Nate for doing something this week. Yeah, he's bored. He's like, can I be part of the plan, his, please? He lost ball. Yeah, he's like, can I, can I be part of the plan? I don't, I, I don't know how to play pool anymore. And Jeff's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Just run in there and say, sure, sure. yeah, Chuck, you do need help. That, Sure. And so <laughs> they'll sell it. <laughs> and so Jack tells Russell that as much as he likes screwing with his nephew, Russell Russell using him to do it didn't sit right. So Raina calls in Jack to help her out. Then Jack calls in Russell just so Jack can then double cross Russell and go back to Chuck. Like Russell wasn't even involved in this until Jack got him involved. And then they just get him involved so they can play follow the leader with him to uh, to find out what's in, in the in the box here. Like who came up with this plan to yeah. begin with and when? Like when did this happen? It's kind of crazy that. Two people trying to get Jack's help to go against Chuck ended up with Jack helping Chuck. Right. I mean, who saw that? I mean, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good twist. It's it's a pretty good. Uh, it's a good twist. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Some, it's like usually this kind of thing would bother me because it's just like this is too many twists. But I think I think it's the right amount of twists. I yeah, I think it's just the right amount of twists. I I was right I was enjoying it. I'll say it. I was enjoying the uh, the twists and turns. You can admit it. So thank it's you. It's a soap opera. You have it to is. enjoy it. So Jack knew that Russell didn't only want those letters to his wife <laughs> to read letters about how his wife is leaving him for, <laughs> for part. Uh, Chuck knows that whatever was in that box could be used as evidence against his father, but the implications are limited against a dead man. So they spied on Russell to see what he really wanted, and he stole the tape. So now they want to know what's on the tape, and that's when Jack says, of course, unless you're into arson porn, there's obviously something else of interest on that tape. Uh, Brendan, how interested in arson porn are you? Uh, I wasn't until this episode, and now extremely. And now there's a new bookmark tab on your. Oh on your wow! Page. You do not want to see his search history. Yeah, there's a new text channel on the Hobby Boys Hangout on Discord. <laughs> Arson Porn Boy sixty nine four twenty. I gotta add to my name. <laughs> oh no. Um, well, and here's the thing. Why did nobody watch the tape before, before this? Right? Like, I'm sorry. If someone is like, here's the tape that proves that you're. Dead father is a murderer. I'm throwing it on. Like, <laughs> yeah. make a big bowl of popcorn. Yeah. Let me throw yeah. it on. I want. I want to see. Like, what extent did my dad do? And if he did, in fact, kill this innocent woman, 
then I'm, you know what? I'm either going to give it to the authorities or I'm going to destroy the evidence. Right. You have yes. to make a choice. Like, well, you exactly. can't just carry a little cassette around in your pocket forever. <laughs> and not, they're not so watching it. Yeah, it's absurd. This reveal is funny because now Russell's forced to just like watch <laughs> incriminating evidence with like other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, it's really well, funny. And it, it looks like he, like he like locks the door from the outside like in a blatant attempt to kill whoever's inside. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. He, that's yeah. when he, he opens yeah. the elevator and the, and the two men are back there and Chuck's like, you're going to stay for the viewing of the tape. So they view the tape. We see Russell locking the doors and the time code is after Bart left the building. So Chuck has it all figured out. My father didn't set the fire that killed your wife. You did. So yes, Russell Thorpe lit the match that caused the fire that killed his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a, I have a question about this. So, yeah. They say, okay, the timestamp is after my father left the building. Yes. So did they watch, like, Bart leave and then I guess Russell there's, there's stuff we didn't see. Or did they, like, at a previous time know the timestamp of when Bart left guess, the yeah. fucking place? Like, I guess yeah. they might be familiar with when Bart left the building for Because some if, if they watch it in a row, it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, it records in order. What, like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> mm, the timestamp here. Yeah, Look at the timestamp. Now rewind to earlier in the tape. Look at that timestamp. Yes, it is before. We are not watching this tape in reverse. Well, yeah, so with that said, I want to say that maybe since... Chuck has been so deep into this trying to like prove that it wasn't his dad. Maybe he knows from other right. evidence he's collected that he knows what time this happened. Maybe they saw what time it was but when this was happening. But why wouldn't you watch know. the tape if it's supposedly <laughs> the evidence that your father a, did it? Good question. Watch good the question. video and then you'll know. Did he do it or did he not do it? And then you can make an informed choice. And, and yeah, you're right. And he really wanted to know too. And then he like almost like, ah, I've come too close to knowing. I don't want to know anymore. Like, ex- I'm back. sorry. It just defies logic. And I'm, I say this as a gossip girl lover and appreciator it's not like criticism of the show it's criticism of chuck well the legacy of bart bass is vindicated once again thank god we can we can rest assured knowing that bart bass was a wonderful man with no rest in peace bart like (laughs) it's over you can your whole body can be underground now and not just half of it (laughs) that's what they do disgraced dead people they let him hang out and now finally bart's head can go in with the rest of his body yeah why are the would dogs we, would we think that Because they're so big. <laughs> it's so big. And weird, this weird hair. Yeah. Weird okay, hair. Fair enough. Fair. Dan Green's uh, Charlie. Would, would oh. Russell Thorpe be a full villain still if we end up seeing this clip and it's just him <laughs> making a grilled cheese and it is, he's just a bad cook and it goes on fire and he just runs out of there like George Costanza? Well, it him. depends. When he leaves and runs out, does he bolt the door behind him so no one <laughs> no, else no can escape? No they put the tape on and it's him singing that same song that Blair was singing when uh, when Robin, for whatever reason, decided to embarrass her. <laughs> Everybody has and the Chuck same blackmail like, against them. You were there that night with Blair singing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Dan greets Charlie. He obviously thinks she looks great, but uh, here comes jealous Serena, pissed that Charlie's wearing her dress without asking. She's like, it's fine. You just need to say something next time. And Charlie is just going to like look her straight in the face and say, mm, no, Serena, this is not your dress. This is the dress that I bought. And even Dan's like, you do have a lot of dresses, Serena. <laughs> For the second time this season, Serena's being gaslit. Yes, it's crazy. I would be so bizarre. Um, but what also is like so bizarre is this is the same Dan who's like, well, you don't date Serena Vanderwoodson without knowing your designers. Like That's those true. are YSL. Those aren't Louboutins. Right. That's true. Uh, and now he's just a dumb And man. now he's like, oh, I don't know. Any dress could be a gold dress. You have a lot yeah. of dresses. As <laughs> if Serena- he doesn't have like grainy security footage of Serena that night, like taped yeah. to the back of his oh, closet. Yeah. As if he didn't oh, memorize yeah. everything that Serena's worn since her freshman year. Like, come on. Yeah, he, he definitely does know. I think he just thinks Charlie looks really good. He's got down to roll with it. 
Yes. He's DTF and he yeah. doesn't want to ruin the I, night. Yeah. I love that Charlie's like, no, this is my dress. And like Serena like actually wants to see the label. She's like, all right, let me see the label then. She does. But Charlie has already threw it out. Um, did you... <laughs> Did you believe Charlie at all, or were you like, she's obviously, she's obviously. No, lying. yeah, no, you know she's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you kind of know she's going to be a little bit nuts as soon as she comes into the show because they they allude to it. You don't know in what capacity right. or, or why or how, uh, but you know she's a little bit just at this point just delusional. Yes, uh, I and, mean, and we know why. So we we have to fucked. feel a little bit for her, but the, her version of delusion is also very confident and entertaining. So it's it's a strange way to make a person seem nuts by taking them off their medicine and then making them be awesome yeah i, I gotta that. tell you it's fucked up to call her nuts when she has a diagnosed mental <laughs> right, health disorder you right. fucking asshole this this show's calling her nuts <laughs> but you also did yes and i called her confident awesome also Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, said, yeah. Why are we I, focusing I, on the <laughs> i i mean i hate to i hate to get clinical but i think this is manic depression <laughs> I mean, I I do love that a symptom of Charlie being off her pills is that she is just immediately good at schemes. Like that, that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. I, listen, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that is great. Um, I, but I do like how this escalates from sort of being like, "Show me the, the label to take off that dress right now." Like, what you want her to just <laughs> get into her underwear in the middle of the party? <laughs> she says, "You are not going." You're, she says, "You are not leaving here in that dress." I'm like, what is she? What is going to happen? She's like, "Take it off. You can go out in lingerie. It's fine." And she's you're so a Vanderwoodson. She's like, "Okay, if you didn't want me here with Dan, you didn't have to humiliate me." Which she's she's playing this very well. And Dan is so pissed. He's going to leave with Charlie now. And but before he goes, he tells Serena, I was going to take it slow with Charlie because I value our friendship so much. But now, and then he just leaves. Which, now. What the hell? What a weird thing to say. Like, <laughs> but now we're going to go. Fuck, obviously. Now it doesn't matter what Charlie wants. Yeah. Now we're going to go. Now we're going to go bananas on her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, because I no longer value our friendship, Serena. I'm going to fuck your cousin. Like, what? <laughs> I love flowers in the attic now. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, so um, that was an exact quote from the uh, from the episode. I love. That's flowers what in the Brendan Island. will be saying in Lonely Boys Theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. Ja- Jack and the new uh, mystery team are with Russell here. Jack wants to go to the cops, which I think is weird for Jack because I feel like the cops are going to show up and be like, "Oh shit, Jack! Like you've committed every crime. Why don't you just come with us while while we're here?" But I, I you know what? Actually, Jack probably has the cops paid off to to work for him in his favor, I, so he's probably the, not. Th- these are rich people, yeah, and they are is, like targeting a black man. Like that they, they know who's getting arrested <laughs> in this situation. Yeah, that was silly. <laughs> right. Jack, Jack has Jack has already figured this out. Yes. <laughs> so Russell is begging them to believe his story. Uh, he says that him and Bart were partners, and he knew Bart was going to start the fire. Should we do a Bart Best started the fire parody? I'm already on it. Bart Best started the fire. I don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> as far as we got, Blair Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had anything prepared. This this, this could be good. But uh, well, but I Wait. hope that next week we'll start out with your round your rendition. Oh no, Blair I'm Waldorf, Russell right Thorpe. <laughs> Blair Waldorf, Russell Thorpe, Vanessa is a. What rhymes with Thorpe? Piece of shit. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Nailed it. It's not rhymes. <laughs> Serena Vanderwoods and Joe Maggio. Yeah, does, I mean, does everything <laughs> rhyme in the actual We Didn't Start the Fire? Not, I feel like not no. Not really. 
I've done a version for the Hobby Boys. Not never really. <laughs> that was good. That was a good version for the Hobby Boys. <laughs> okay, well, I can't wait to hear the Lonely Boys version, and then are we, all right. down the line, now. the Sandy Boys. Yes. yes. <laughs> God so, damn it. So, so anyway, when when Russell found out that Bart was sleeping with Avery, his wife, uh, it was the perfect setup. He was trying to keep his family together because he thought Bart was in the building, not his wife. So instead of divorcing his wife, who was cheating on him, he just decides to kill Bart to get her back. Flawless plan. No notes. Yeah. I, I thought it was you walking through the no, door. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I just wanted to kill your dad, not I my wanted wife. To, I wanted to kill your dad. I didn't want to kill my wife. You have to understand. I'm innocent here. And they're all like, uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Like, but he's not mad about yeah. I mean, I think if he had gotten murdered. what he wanted, both of them would have died. Because why would his wife have right. left? I guess that's true. But yeah, I mean, point. in Russell's mind, I guess he thought that Avery was not in the building for some reason. And that Bart was. And that he wanted... To kill Bart. It is so funny how he's so ready to admit to that. Ah, it's Bart wearing his wigs again in there. But why did Bart Bart set the fire before he knew that she had left? Like, if he loved her, supposedly, why didn't he make sure she was gone? That is true. And why would Bart have started the fire and then stayed inside? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Well, he's going to start the fire and then he's going to find out, oh, shit, I can't get out. I'm trapped. (laughs) I mean, okay. Well, Whatever, this is Russell's story. He's sticking to it. And so, you know, he decides that Bart would not be leaving the building. And then Chuck is shocked. He says, so that's what my father and Avery were arguing about on that tape. And, like, the music stops and starts up again to make the scene more dramatic now that Chuck has figured it all out. And uh, Jack's going to interrupt because he wants some uh, room service, which, again, he's got some funny lines in this. Um, uh, I love that he's he's interrupting yet another big Thorpe villain monologue because uh, Thorpe that that mm-hmm. is his one one calling. He's very good at the villain monologue. That's his whole thing. Yes, and so he tells Chuck about the deal he made with Bart. As long as Russell keeps Bart's involvement in the fire a secret, he would be given the company, the insurance money, and he would go back to Chicago. And then Bart would say he was responsible for the accident because he was guilty for Avery being in there. Uh, obviously, not knowing that it was Russell's fault that she was still in there and that she's dead. And uh, that that is their deal. It's a good deal. And then uh, Nate I, sort of ruins it. So No, but Kate, here's the thing that doesn't make any sense. You think Bart Bass was never watching that footage? You think Bart Bass didn't know the truth? Like, are you That's kidding true. me? That is also and true, then, yeah. Here's the like Russell Thorpe has one move and one move only. Ah, you caught me. Let me give you my company. Huh? <laughs> he does. Hey, it works for him. So why 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 fix what isn't broken? If you get enough companies, you can get out of any jam. Anytime someone catches you doing anything, please, I'll give you Thorpe hey, Enterprises. Please, take whatever you my want. company. He says whatever you want. He just can't have Raina knowing what he did. And so Chuck offers Ruffles. Ru- Ruffles. Ooh. <laughs> Ruffles. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> Uh, I made myself laugh. So. I love sour cream and cheddar ruffles. Oof. <laughs> I was, ch- yeah, cheddar and sour cream. Is that what you said? Some of the best. Yeah, yeah, that was that used to be my favorite chip before I went Vigo. That's Puma's favorite chip. She loves oh, that chip. Oh yeah, my uh, yeah. one of my cats also loves chips. Just like the uh, just like they the, love it. The chips you get from like Qdoba when you're getting some chips and guac. She's always stealing. Uh huh. It's a little nice little crunch. Yeah, she loves fries too. Interesting. She's always queen like, with good, good opinions. Diet. Yeah, she's always trying to like yeah. take my fries, and then when I'm like, "Hey, stop!" She'll like paw at my hand and like start scratching it. Like, no, I want the fries. That's cute. She's yeah. like, "No, give me the fry. It's mine." When so, you should give it to her. I I will. I've ended up giving her one fry so that she can chew on the fry or the chip or whatever okay. she's eating, uh-huh. and then I leave me be with the rest of them. Okay. So usually, you, by the end of the meal, you end up eating cat food, and your yeah. Cats well, yeah. The by the end of the meal, game. we just switch. I I get the cat food. <laughs> <and she laughs> that doesn't sound vegan, Maddie. <laughs> 
I hate to break it to you. <laughs> you might you might be right, actually. <laughs> so uh, Chuck offers Ruffles the same deal that Bart did. Uh, it, it is pretty funny that, that Russell comes back all these years later, and he's, like, coming out on top. He's like, yes, we did it. I'm back. I got back. I'm the best family, only to end up with the same exact deal he got the first time, getting kicked out of the city. Uh, and this time it's worse because his daughter's going to find out that he, he killed his wife. Yeah, he came back and then left with one less daughter. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, Jack is pissed. He at least wants to get his plane fare home paid off. Uh, and Chuck tells Russell to get out of New York and never come back. And Russell thanks him and again says that if Raina ever found out, found out, he wouldn't know what to do. So, again, this is why Russell never tells Raina that her mom is dead, I guess. Like, in case she someday put the pieces together that it was his fault. But, like... He doesn't explain that in the episode or make that clear. And, like, still, there still must have been a better way. Like, say she died in a car crash or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah or the, say the, the, just... the Bass Industries killed her in a fire. <laughs> right. It, it, in, in such a way that, like, she'll never suspect you. There's probably a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, don't just say she left us. <laughs> She's so, out there somewhere, kiddo. I mean, yeah. she did leave them in a way. That, well, yeah, she did. Not by choice, but she did. Like, she, did she leave was them. going to leave them for Bart. Yeah, that and then it, she left the plane of the living. Her physical yes, world, yeah. Yes. So Blair and Cyrus again. Cyrus does not understand why Blair, uh, you know, is not feeling well, and but Blair thinks that Louis won't be giddy about her anymore once he discovers who she truly is. And Cyrus is such a sweetheart. He's like, "You mean a brilliant and beautiful and remarkably strong for your, your her stature, young woman?" And I, I just, I just love this man. And Blair tells Cyrus that you know it's not all bright in there. There's some places devoid of even a hint of of sparkle. And Cyrus tells her that Louis will love those too. But Blair says that Chuck was the only one who ever did. And uh, I think based on that, Blair is obviously still in love with Chuck even after everything that's happened. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Bond, baby. Yeah. 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 So, Louis. I'm not buying it. I, I wasn't buying it before. I'm not buying it after. Yeah. Well. Louis said he wants it all, but uh, Blair wants to know what kind of a princess schemes and plays sex games and imagines herself in Hollywood movies. And so Cyrus is going to pretend he didn't hear the sex games part and tells Blair, the truth is the only way you're going to know is if Louis is the one is to tell him everything, which uh, seems, you know, so obvious that the only way to know if if Louis is going to, you know, care about all of her dark spots is to tell him. But, you know, sometimes it just has to be said. And Cyrus was was the one to tell him. Yeah. So, I feel bad for Cyrus that he had to hear his stepdaughter say sex games at him. Yeah, you felt bad? Yeah, I felt bad for him. <laughs> oh, it's not like it, she's actually his daughter. It's fine. I mean, he's going to pretend yeah. He's gonna pretend that he didn't hear it, so he'll, he'll be fine. And then Yeah, I just could never has... imagine saying sex games to my dad. What about your stepdad? Definitely, actually. I, I kind of get it now. <laughs> I mean, I could see Brendan saying it to a stepmom. I wish my dad... Married a man now, <laughs> so I can say sex games to him. I can say sex games to him. <laughs> Hello, stepdad. Have you been up to any sex games recently? Ew. <laughs> What's your favorite sex game? I like kickball. Huh? <laughs> Moving on. So Blair asks, "What if Louis doesn't love her anymore?" And Cyrus tells her to take it from someone who's head over heels for a Waldorf woman. Even everything is not enough. And you know, I was emotional watching this scene. This is the the stepfatherly advice we've needed from Cyrus and that Blair has needed. And I, I'm so happy he's here for her and for us. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, he packs a punch. I love it. Yeah, he's I mean, the best. so good. Um, Nate picks up Raina, 
She's pissed that he's late, but uh, she's more pissed that Jack has called off and backed out of the plan and, and only used her for a free flight. And Nate says, you know, that's that's uh, Jack, That's just Jack, Jack Bass for you. And Rena's like, we're talking about my dead mom and you're I told you so-ing me, which is fair, but also fair mm-hmm. to get I told you so here because that is what you get when you work with the <laughs> devil, Jack <laughs> Bass. Again, why did you call him? And <laughs> at first, Nate doesn't want to tell uh, Raina about what's happening, and I was like, Nate, what a fucking hypocrite. He was all up on his high horse about how he couldn't believe Chuck would keep this secret of Raina's mother's death from her, and that he just couldn't lie to her, and now, like, if he didn't tell Raina, he'd be keeping a much bigger secret from her, that her dad was the one who accidentally killed her mom, and then is part of the plan to cover it up. Yeah, I, I sort of sort of understand him not saying it at first, because they just did make this deal, like, minutes ago, <laughs> it felt like. Um <laughs> So the reason I mean, why it did all went Nate down as well. make the deal though? No, or, well, he was in. A, he was. A, he was near it. He was but near did he deal. ever say, "I won't tell anyone"? That's no, he didn't. True. No, he didn't. Loophole. It does. It does. It does suck that now. Big Thorpe does think that Chuck told yes. her though. I well, wish she was a little bit more clear on the phone. It's true. Yeah, that's true. She could have been a little more clear. Yes. So Nate doesn't tell her anything yet, but he's just like, "You just need to trust me that Chuck, Chuck did nothing wrong." Which, yeah, I'm sure she'll have no further questions about that. Oh, okay. Chuck did nothing wrong. Yeah, no problem. I, bl- I, believe, I believe you. Yeah, Raina's just more pissed now. She wants to know why everyone is all of a sudden not like backing her up anymore. And Nate tells Raina that she's been through enough pain, but that obviously does not work. So Nate tells her that Chuck's father didn't kill her mother. He says yours did, which I love it. Nate could not even make it through one scene without spilling the beans to Raina. We wasted no time. That's my boy. That's my boy. That's Nate. The Nate we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> love it. He doesn't even. Like, he pretends a little bit that he's not going to tell, but literally, the very next scene, he says, all right, I'm going to tell her the entire thing. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. That's our good guy, Nate. Come on. Mm-hmm. So Rufus goes to throw something out and sees Charlie's pill bottle in the trash right on top. Didn't even try to hide it. <laughs> was she Which trying to? Yeah. not, you know, at her best. No. Was she trying to get caught? So what was the what was what they said it was that what she usually stops taking them when she feels happy again? Yeah, she, when she, she starts feels like she doesn't need them anymore. Right, she stops yeah. taking them and then uh, you know, well to hell. Well to hell. So it is time for the alumni event, uh, event of the week part two, part two here. And Charlie is like just staring at the building. She can't believe she's here. She gets a call from Rufus, but obviously ignores it. Um, more on that later. Jack, Jack and Chuck are at the Empire, and Uncle and nephew are debriefing after the scheme. And Jack says the. That Bart was a nasty son of a bitch, but he never thought for a second that he'd actually gone OJ. So that's why he decided to double cross uh, Russell there. I don't know why he thought that Bart wasn't capable of like killing, uh, k- killing wh- whoever he tried to kill. But uh, all right, sure. And so <laughs> Chuck thanks Jack for using his evil powers for good. Uh, Jack says he was being selfish because uh, he's the only one who gets to use Chuck as a punching bag, and. Chuck is like, ah, yes, best to keep dysfunction in the family. It's true. There is some weird energy going on with these two. Even yeah. just the way they're facing each other in this conference. Like, why are they sitting I thought they were the going to kiss. I'm going to say like it. it. I thought that. <laughs> I'm, glad like, you, I'm glad you this said it. This was the incest episode, yeah, of Gossip Girl. They talk about flowers in the attic. Mm-hmm. I really thought Chuck and Jack were going to kiss. This was like, where they were sitting sideways on the couch facing each other. Both of them had, like, an arm, like, resting on, on the couch. They were looking at each other. They were, like, the way they were talking to each other was so strange. It, and the rush, I think the rush of that scheme really got them turned on. It's <laughs> like, what is going on here? When, when Jack is like, I'm the only one who gets to use my nephew as a punching bag. And Chuck's like, Ew. dysfunction is best kept in the family. It's true. Like, it's, a, it's, it's all better kept in the family, right, Jack? <laughs> so, and that's when Jack, of course, ruins the moment by saying, if you still had Blair, it'd be different. Which, thank you for reminding everyone how gross okay. you are, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, disgusting. 
So Chuck, speaking of Blair, Chuck is going to try to find Blair to not let the nice guy win. And Jack is actually rooting for Chuck this time and shakes his hand. Um, Did Chuck forget the last time he saw Uncle Jack? He was literally being forced to sell his teenage girlfriend to him for a hotel. He forgot. Well, I think they mentioned it, though. So he didn't forget, but he's like, yeah, all, it's it's classic. That's just New York City stuff, baby. <laughs> It's New York City stuff, <laughs> Come baby. <on. laughs> Just normal human trafficking. Yeah. 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 Nothing to see here. So Russell is in his limo. He's on the phone with Raina, and she tells him that she knows what he did. And Russell obviously tries to play dumb, but Raina says that he's the reason her mother is dead. And he's like, did Chuck Bass tell you that? He's just trying to cover his own guilt. But uh, nope, that is not what happened. So bad move by Russell here. And Raina tells her father to not come near her. And that the only one lying is him, her whole life. And she says, you're as dead to me as my mother is, which, uh, sick burn. Sick burn. Yeah, pretty good. That's, yeah, that's I awesome. feel bad that, like, Raina's being used for the past five episodes or so, just yeah, she really being is. <laughs> mad at everyone about her mom being maybe dead or maybe lost. <laughs> it's bad <laughs> use of her, because I feel like she was, she was pretty good. I, I do like, like her, the actress is, is good, um, but she's just there just sit there and be mad at everyone <laughs> yeah while everyone else has like is having a power struggle based on like who killed this poor girl's mom right <laughs> yeah so yeah serena has called vanessa over to the penthouse again vanessa just in like an early scene and an ending scene that's it first she gets uh, first she gets dunked on by by serena in the beginning and then at the end she's like teaming up with serena so yeah uh, just further- i want to i want to compare vanessa to uh like a low leverage reliever, like a last year's Lucas Litke is yeah, what she you. reminds me of. And I'm sure everyone is saying, ah, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of she, course. She's used yes. for to, to come in here and there for relief, but like in very unimportant situations. Right. Uh, Kirsten, how was Vanessa's fashion in this episode? Last time you were on, you famously uh, hated what she was wearing. I I didn't notice it, which means it okay. must have been fine. Okay, but what good. she wore in the Thanksgiving episode no, this that was season was truly terrible. like the most, like even <laughs> yeah. for the time, it, it was yeah. unhinged. Yes. So. So I stand by that. Uh, Vanessa is here because she wants to know what her and Serena have in common. Uh, but, but she's like, she's she tries to force Serena to apologize. She's like, I'd love to hear what we have in common, but unless you apologize, I'm not staying. And then Serena notably does not apologize. She just goes, you accuse me of getting Charlie to turn Dan against you. Well, she just did the same thing to me. And then Vanessa doesn't leave. Like Serena called her bluff and didn't <laughs> apologize. And, and Vanessa stayed. I, well, that's the thing. Everyone yeah, Vanessa's great Vanessa to have around for to make Serena back. Awesome. Yeah, It's true. And then, so... Serena tells Vanessa, you know, okay, you accused me of getting Charlie to turn Dan against you. She just did the same thing to me. And Vanessa asks if she thinks Blair is behind it and goes, Dan's a good kisser, but that good? Which I don't understand the logic in any of that statement. Like, she's saying Dan kissed Blair so good that Blair coached Charlie on how to turn (laughs) Dan against everyone else. Like, more more complicated. If Blair wanted... No, if Blair wanted to get Dan... She would just have to be like, "Come here," and Dan, yeah. like he, she, like, okay. she wouldn't need to go through oh. all of these convoluted schemes, and she certainly wouldn't need to recruit Serena's like younger co- bumpkin yeah. cousin. No, <laughs> right? I, like, I think Vanessa just wanted to brag about how, like, hey, Serena, remember I, I hooked up with Dan once too. I promise. <laughs> Look, remember? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, right? That, that I mean, that is the the. I think the only thing that makes sense is that Vanessa wants to brag about kissing Dan, but like, yeah. So Blair is what she's saying that like Blair wants to get back with Dan, so she recruits Charlie to turn everyone against Dan. And then what's she going to do to Charlie? Well, she's like, also ha- lock make, Charlie in a building and, to... and, burn it, and burn it down? Yeah. I, Blair's good, but she's also not that good. She's got a lot going on. She doesn't true, yeah. care that much to so, be doing all that stuff. Right. Serena agrees that it's Waldorf-level scheming, but it's Charlie doing it, which is high praise from Serena here. 
It is high praise. So Rufus comes downstairs. And a high ponytail. <laughs> high praise and a high ponytail. <laughs> so Rufus comes downstairs and greets Serena, but also greets Vanessa. And this is what he goes, Serena and Vanessa, which the way he says Vanessa's name is really implicating him here. <laughs> He doesn't even want to know what the I, two of them are doing Vanessa, together. I yeah, just told you to leave before, yeah. <laughs> and now you're back in the house. <laughs> I so you he... climbed out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so he asks if they've seen Charlie as he holds up her empty pill bottle, so they know uh, something might not, might not be... Rufus, you, you took all of her pills? <laughs> Rufus, why'd you choke Charlie's pill? <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Check this Look at that. <laughs> Speaking of Charlie, she's with Dan still. Dan says he still feels like an outsider again now that he's back here because Charlie's the only one talking to him, uh, which is music to Charlie's ear. And then uh, Cotty and Iz are back. Everyone truly back in this episode for some reason. Uh, we it, love to see it. If Dan didn't say hi to them, would you have any idea what their names were? No, definitely not. Those are the same little girls? Actually, well, I'm, we're not up to them. These are the minions from the first oh. season. Do you, uh, have, okay. Brendan, no, do you have any know. idea so what I, their I names are? Do you have any idea what their names are right now, even though I just said them? Cotty and Liz. Cotty and Iz. You were so close. 50% uh, after just hearing it. Just, truly yes. astonishing. Cotty and Iz were the uh, were two of Blair's minions from season one. And now they are. Two I, I iconic minions from okay, season fine. one. Iconic minions from season one. And they just ignored Dan. I would Dan, blame it on the, uh, the internet for like cutting off a letter. But it was the opposite that happened. I right, added you a added letter. a letter. The, yeah. the internet added a letter. <laughs> the internet added a letter. So... Charlie asks Dan if he had any fun in high school. She's trying to find out all the crazy stuff he did, but Dan says he was the opposite of crazy. So Charlie's like, we're going to have to fix that. And she leads him into Headmistress Queller's office. Uh, nothing hotter than getting it on in the Headmistress's office. No, I mean, I can attest. Nothing <laughs> of course, nothing yes. Why wouldn't it be locked? Like, that is a great what? question. I don't know. But Dan brings up that he was here once for the swimming pool incident, which, good times. Gossip Girl was, Gossip Girl was so like fun oh, back yeah. then when they, when they had that, that episode. That was fun. Charlie's it's still fun. Are you kidding me? No, you're right. I, I take it back. This was it, fun. It is still this epi- This episode was fun, but it was consistently uh, more fun back then, uh, when when Ben Donovan wasn't involved. Oh, the glory God. days. Charlie says she doesn't care about the swimming pool incident, or maybe she like really does care a lot because she starts taking her clothes off when when he says it. He's and. <laughs> <laughs> They start getting it on uh, on Queller's desk, and that's when the line of the episode happens. While Charlie is like panting, she tells Dan, "You call me Serena," or did she say, "You can call me Serena," or "Call me Serena," or "Or you." I feel like she says, "You call me Serena," but I feel like it should either be "You can call me Serena" or just "Call me Serena." I think I heard "Call me Serena." She did, but I think she says, "You call me Serena," and I well, whatever she says. I do not have the psychology degrees necessary to dissect what just happened. Maybe one of you does. <laughs> that she is certainly, no. certainly not. Uh, but you know, we knew from the dress, we knew from the the ponytail, she wanted to be Serena for the night. And now, and, uh, yeah, and now she wants Dan to call her Serena. And Dan does not want to do that. Yeah, um, surprisingly. I get Brendan. When things are getting hot and heavy with uh, fiance of the pod Nicole, do you do you ever tell her to call you the name of another family member? <laughs> Call me Don. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, call me Billy Baldwin. <laughs> try that one out next time. See, see I'll you. try it. Yeah, I'll see how it goes. It'll probably go better than ever, honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Dan is like, I will report back. <laughs> yes, please do. Emergency I pod. Pray that you don't report back. 
<laughs> and so Dan's like, what? And Charlie like starts to unzip his pants, but Dan shuts it down. He's like, this isn't a good idea <laughs> because Queller isn't known for her sense of humor. As if any headmistress, good humor or not, would catch them in the act and be like, ha, what a prank. <laughs> you kids keep me young. <laughs> All these zany kids. <laughs> You're having such funny sex. <laughs> Blair, look at the sex games. <laughs> Blair Cyrus, get in here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so Dan instructs Charlie to get dressed and meet him outside. And then Charlie gets a text message that her Rhodes Trust Fund has been activated. So uh, that's good for her, at least. A real, a real up and down episode for Charlie. I mean, how is that? That is not how banks work. <laughs> Especially not in 2011. Like, Here's now I can see maybe you get, like, a push notification. Right. But, like, yeah. I'm sorry. What? Like, I guess maybe Your that's, trust like, fund's banks open. Start spending. Rich. Yeah, I guess. Hey Charlie, your money's ready. Come, come and get it. And so, why would it be ready in like the middle of the night? Don't, I don't bank, know. Yeah. Like, isn't banking hours very specifically a thing? Yeah, I mean, I guess the the rich play by different rules. So, I guess so. Blair sees Isn Cotty and wastes no time bragging that she's engaged to a prince. Well, once again, the only perk for Blair being engaged to Louis is bragging that she's engaged to a prince, and so that that it's very essential yeah. that uh, she gets to be a princess here. I, otherwise, I don't think this would work at all. No, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't. Um, but I, I, I do hope that uh, her and Louis stay together forever. For, wow, you oh want them God. to be Endgame. You're Lair. <laughs> You're Team Lair. If it's not going to be Dare, it's going to be Lair. You're Team Bluey. Yeah, it's going to end next episode, though. So, oh, wow, okay. So uh, Blair gets a call. Uh, at the same time, Charlie comes out of the room, and Blair greets her with, Serena's cousin, thank God, which Blair still does not know this girl's name, even though they've had a slumber party, <laughs> which is funny. unfortunate. But Blair tells her that she got a call that Chuck needs her, so obviously Blair is going to answer the call to action, and Actually. she tells Charlie to let Louie know that she'll be back, and whatever she does, to not let him leave. Um, so foolish. I don't think Charlie heard anything Blair said, because she's just, like, lustfully no, staring at No, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to work, but... Uh, <laughs> So they're going to come and say, where's Blair? And she's going to be like, I don't know. I don't even think Blair talked to me. I have no idea. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did not hear a word she said. Um, Rufus, Vanessa, and Serena now. Serena is confirming that Charlie is off her meds, but not because the doctors told her to stop taking them. And Rufus says that her mother said that she stopped taking her pills once before when she was happy, and it ended badly. We still don't know what happened. Like, we got to find out what happened. Here. It's like it's like when they always like alluded to, wow, Serena was crazy in boarding school, but like didn't tell us what was happening. Like, we got to know. Right. What I am glad about though is I could see I could see a world where this show is like all against Charlie because like oh my gosh she's doing crazy stuff I can't believe what she's done now this is and they don't know about the whatever it is the right. amount of depression or whatever the pills are for at least they know that there is an issue and they're not yet blaming her for whatever her weird that actions true, yeah. may be that's good yeah so um, that's true. The middle schooler Gossip Girl stands are also back. I guess they're probably in high school by now, but what a reunion episode. Uh, these girls are back here. Chuck walks in. The main uh, Gossip Girl stand is pissed at him. She calls him a disappointment, tells him that they were rooting for him. And Chuck asks where the real Blair is. And the other girl tells Chuck that he lost her to a prince. And he replies, not yet, I haven't. Which, all right, we hate Chuck right now, but kind of cool. Kind of a cool response. As hey, he, they knew yeah. he wouldn't give up. They knew. Mm -hmm. They knew, yeah. She says, I told you he wouldn't let her get away. And then our last scene here, Blair heads up to the roof to help chuck or who she thinks is chuck uh, even though we know that chuck isn't up on the roof right now so we had to be suspicious immediately and someone else comes on the roof and blair tells him and us exactly what happened someone called her from the roof said that chuck bass was up here and was threatening to jump and was asking for her uh, which i guess is a good enough excuse for her to, to check on him but she asked the mystery man if he's seen chuck uh, but by this point we, we all must know that who this man is and in case you didn't the man comes out of the shadows and it is revealed to be none other than russell big thorpey thorpe and that's wow. that's where it ends. What a cliffhanger! What happens next? Wow. 
don't know. That's scary shit. I think he's either going to kill her or kidnap her. It's two Do you think here. Blair dies next episode? I think she's totally toast. You think she's going to get human trafficked again? <laughs> oh, could be. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of her thing. God, what a terrible kind of thing. thing! What a te- terrible thing to be known for. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think he might take her away. I don't know where to. Take to Chicago, me away. <laughs> to c- Chicago. There it is. Our next when we release uh, the Lonely Boys album, that's track two after Bart Best started the fire. <laughs> we really dug ourselves into a big project here. <laughs> well, let's get into some segments here. And I mentioned there were so many comments in the wiki. I did pull one of them for the user review of the week. Uh, a fandom user on May 9th, 2011. So the day the episode aired, this user just had to get onto the wiki to say what they thought. And they said, God, this whole Chuck thing is so sad. I wish they would give him one person to turn to. He has no one that loves him. And it's just so sad. Bring back Jenny. Bring back the bitch. This, li- <laughs> yeah. this little Charlie substitute is not working. I want the real oh. bitch back. She is just interesting to love slash hate. And give Everick some plot lines. They're getting beaten out by Glee, which I will admit I love so much more, Uh because of their lack of gay (gasps) plot lines. Why does everyone love Glee? Kurt and Blaine. Give Eric a boyfriend that does that that he does more with than just stand next to. I I love the passion all All around. I mean, why did people love Glee? Kurt and Blaine. Period. I I mean, they could have had I don't agree with all of it, but I I I like a lot of it. I love it. Bring back Jenny, bring back the bitch. Yeah. That, yeah. In all caps. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's what you said when you invited me to come on this podcast. Bring back the bitch. Said, bring, bring back, back Kirsten. Bitch. Bring back the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone was saying. That's, I, I, my mentions were flooded with people saying. It's fine. I'll take it. It's fine. I'll take it. Uh, next week, the episode is titled The Wrong Goodbye. Brendan, do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Mm. Good question. Uh, I guess maybe, like we were saying before, Russell Thorpe kills Blair instead of killing Chuck. He comes up, he's like, oh, sh- I killed her. <laughs> okay, great. That's <laughs> Goodbye. That's probably what happens. <laughs> so <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Brendan, I'm very excited because I mentioned everyone was returning in this episode, but there was someone who hasn't returned yet, and that is because the, the little preview says, the return of Georgina Sparks and Constance wow. Billard's mean girls, Cotty and Iz, lead to a few very juicy cliffhangers. I mean, they really are bringing back everything and everybody. <laughs> Georgie, as if this wasn't crazy well. enough, Georgina is coming. What? How could Georgina <laughs> be playing a role in this? <laughs> Russell's going to be like, I've turned to everyone. I, I don't know what to do. Georgina, please come in here. Please help me out here. Somehow I'm, he I'm, knows I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Let's it. get into some episode grades. Uh, Brendan, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And I think I might be grading on a season four curve again, but I surprisingly love this episode. I I could not believe how into it I was getting. Yes, it, it still has its typical season four problems, but they didn't really bother it. Like I still don't, they still don't know what to do with Nate, but at least he inexplicably teamed up with Jack Bass in this episode for no reason, and then spilled the plan to everyone. Uh, this episode. Uh, I had a bunch of drama with the twists and turns of the Bart Russell plot. I had a bunch of hijinks with all of that, plus the Blair, Louie, and Chuck of it all. It, it had the sheer insanity with the Serena, Charlie, and Dan plot line. Like, Charlie telling Dan to call her Serena is an all-time moment for this show. Yeah. It, it had emotion and heart with the Cyrus and Blair scene. Uh, Vanessa's still bumbling around, making me laugh with how much she sucks. And a bunch of characters come back, including everyone's favorite, uh, Cyrus and Vitamin Water. And, uh, you know, it had some really good cliffhangers, both with whatever is going on with Charlie, and then, of course, with Russell trapping Blair on the roof. So, guys, I think this is an A. At least a at least a wow. season four A at the very least. So I, I'm giving it an A. Uh, Brendan, would you like to go next? Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on most everything. I, I won't, however, give it a a season four curve. I will be strict in my grading. 
but I really, I really do enjoy everything. I think it's just missing like, maybe like just like a, another classic, classic moment. It wasn't all the way there, like full on A range. So I'm gonna give it an A minus. But everything's great. Maybe I, it's the, the Lily factor for me. There's no Lily in this episode. It bumps it down a, a letter grade. But everything else is great. Uh, Charlie is really pulling her weight for for being oh, yeah. a character. I, I love the replacement of a person like her instead of a, a horrible Serena boyfriend. I think that really like puts this season into perspective. Um, and I, I'm glad everything's finally being wrapped up. I, I I can sort of, not all the way, but I sort of forgive the middle of the season just kind of bumbling around with mm-hmm. like not going anywhere. So it's finally coming to a head here. I guess they had to kind of wait for it to kind of wrap up at the end of the season. Um, they could have thought of other things to do maybe in the middle of the season, but <laughs> they, they didn't. So I'm, I'm glad it's finally all happening at the right time here. All right. So a solid A- minus from you. Kirsten, what grade are you giving the episode? So I think I, I was sitting here thinking I'm ra- I'm rating it on a normal Gossip Girl scale. And then I realized that my ratings are impacted because I'm normally just watching the Thanksgiving right, episodes, yes. which are all AA pluses. Of course. So I'm going to give it a B plus because okay. it doesn't okay. reach the heights of a Thanksgiving episode. But sure. it's kooky. It's zany. It is a pure soap opera. And it's wonderful. Like, it's great. It's just not quite an A for me. All right. So. Sure. We are, uh, we're step laddering here. We are, uh, Kirsten is giving it a, a B plus, you said, right? Yeah. I, I was just checking to make sure this was correct. I think that because, uh, Kirsten has the luxury of only coming on the Thanksgiving episodes until now, but with this one getting an A, I think I've given every episode that Kirsten has come on an A so far. <laughs> I am very blessed and lucky. Stat. Like, <laughs> Scally comes on anytime the girls are fighting yes. and I come on anytime it's a great episode. That's true. You, we, <laughs> save, we save the A episodes. All the good ones for you. Yes. So some good grades all around here. Let's do the MVP for me. It's got to be Cyrus. As soon as he came back, I was thinking yeah. that I had to find a way to give him MVP, but he really earned it in this one. He immediately wins princess Sophie over, even though she has been so critical of Blair the whole time she's been on the show. And then he does some great parenting with Blair and has an amazing emotional heart to heart with her. So he is the MVP for me. Brendan, who is your MVP? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Cyrus is an easy MVP. I, even if you just look at anybody else that's contending with him, they don't have a chance because no one is really great in this episode besides him. But even if other people had great episodes, he would come head and shoulders above them, even though he is such a small man. Uh, such a good, good character. And like we said before, yeah, anything he's in, he impacts. And uh, he's so charming. All right. MVP. Kirsten, are you giving someone else an MVP or is two MVPs for Cyrus not enough? <laughs> Not enough. Give it to Cyrus, baby. Uh, yeah. Wrap it up. Queen sweep. <laughs> Thank wow. God. Cyrus getting all three. Can you imagine if I didn't give it to Cyrus? I would have been pissed. I would have kicked you off. <laughs> who would I give it to? Come on. Yeah, I don't know who else you would give it to. Um, thank God. I, I believe Cyrus got no MVPs last last season, which uh, was because he wasn't in last season all that much. Uh, so it was tough to find ways to get an MVP. But thank God he is back on the board here with three MVPs in this episode. Um, LVP, I guess I've got to go Russell. He, he left the show as someone who was constantly fooling Chuck and beating him down. Uh, he comes back and immediately gets played by Jack Bass. He falls for their scheme. It gets revealed that he accidentally killed his wife. He loses everything to Chuck and has to leave town. And then his daughter finds out about it anyway. So uh, really nothing coming up, Russell, in this episode. Uh, so I'm going to yep. give Russell the LVP of the episode. Sorry to Dom and Colin, who both gave him MVPs mm. in their, in their, when they were on the show. Embarrassing. Uh, Brendan, who is your LVP of the episode? I really want to agree with you, and I sort of do, but 
someone who annoyed me a little bit more in this episode is Blair. Oh! So I hate giving her an LVP, but I can't forgive her for constantly going back to Chuck right in the face of Louie. She's engaged, and she's still so in love with this monster, and I... I can't handle it. I Brendan said, let's blame the victim. Yeah, literally, not the victim blaming. I can't. I can't. Chuck is who he is, but oh Blair's, usually, Blair's usually better than this. Oh, okay. boy. All right, Brendan. Um, Digging your own grave, and your head's going to be sticking out. Damn. So, okay, here's the thing. I do kind of see the rationale for a Blair LVP, not for the reasons Brendan said, but, like, she's on the roof. She's, she's on the roof. maybe being taken, gonna maybe going to die. We don't know. But... I believe women and do not blame victims. So I'm giving Chuck the LVP for okay. doing oh. domestic abuse last episode. Last week. <laughs> that fair game. Listen, she still had a cut on her face, so <laughs> I am allowed to fair. judge based on that. I agree. So Chuck does get a nice LVP. Thank God. Last week I was the only one to give Chuck an LVP. This week Kirsten is is uh you know, I passed the torch to her so she can still give you. Chuck an LVP. Thank you very much. So that is all of the segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And for this one, we are going to do, you know, just the end of a scene here with uh, Dan, Serena, and Charlie, and they're going to be arguing over whose dress it is. Um, Kirsten, you're our guest. Who would you like? Who would you like to be? Would you like to be Dan, Serena, oh, or Charlie man. in this scene? I, I just feel like you two are the pros. You you know better than me. Wow. Okay. Brendan, who do you want to be? You're usually Serena, um, I feel like. Do you want to be Serena? Yeah, I'll be Serena. All right. Um, Kirsten, you hate Dan. I don't want to make you be Dan if, if you if if you hate him. Do you? I, I, will, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at you. Like, yeah, you can be whoever you want. You're the pros. Like, I'm just a guest here. <laughs> well, I also don't want to give you Charlie because she only has one line. Do you, do you want to meet hey, your partner? You do Dan. All right. So, Kirsten, you can be Dan. I, I know you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, I have my script. You can give us if you hate him. You can give him a stupid voice if you want. Yeah, okay. I think Brendan okay, is perfect. Subtly okay, trying to tell I'm you re- to give him a stupid voice. I'm I'm ready to do it. How was it that Brendan did the Dan voice last time? Brendan, hmm. do you remember? Was it, was it like a gosh, Mickey? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. Gosh, Serena, is that your is that your gold dress? There are a million gold dresses. There, there it is. Oh, save it for the show. That was the show. <laughs> I think I think we've started. Oh, we're starting? Yeah. Oh wow. Get your written. Oh, is that? I was just practicing. Oh, that was the first line. Okay, fine. That didn't count. Let's let's do it now. Okay, read it. Here we go. Oh no, I can't. Here we go. And, and action. And I'm and listen. I'm leaning in. There are a million gold dresses. Yeah, but there's only one with a Pamela Dennis label cut out. Take it off. This is obviously a misunderstanding. Why are you defending her? You are not leaving here in that. If you didn't want me to go to the party with Dan, you didn't have to humiliate me. <laughs> okay, Charlie, this has nothing to do with Dan. Good. Then you won't mind if we leave together now. Dan wasn't Dan wasn't going to go bananas on me because he respected your friendship. <laughs> but now he's going to have sex with me and he's going to call me your name. Let's go, Dan. No, Dan, you still go bananas on me. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, what a great scene, exactly how it happened in the show. <laughs> it was an odd scene of Gossip Girl. It's honestly why I didn't give it an A. <laughs> for that one, for that scene, it's what it is. It was just so weird when Dan started talking about going to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird that when Dan said that exact quote about <laughs> going to town on, on Charlie. But 
That's, of course, all of our segment, except for some plugs. But before we get to that, Kirsten, thank you so much for filling in in a yes, pinch, thank you. becoming the fourth member of the Lonely Boys Five Timers Club. Do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Always a joy to come talk to the Lonely Boys. Uh, if you want to hear more from me, I have a pop culture podcast with Sasha Joseph over on RHAP called Mess Magnets, where we are talking celeb gossip, trending topics, all that jazz. Last week, I went deep into the Gaylor oh, rabbit yeah. hole for Sasha. So uh, I know that the fans of Lonely Boys will enjoy that. Uh, and I'm also popping up on the Big Brother coverage on RHAP. Uh, this weekend, I'll be doing an update and next week, I'll be on a recap so stay tuned for that and anything else i will post on twitter you can follow me there and everywhere at kirsten said what including twitch.tv slash kirsten said what the uh the gaylor subreddit is the only subreddit that i am uh subscribed to on, I'm, on, so, on <laughs> I'm there baby like it's always the top recommended post like i'm in other subreddits Tell too me, but like yes that is always top recommended is someone being like wow i always thought taylor was straight but now that i think about it She's, She's totally queer. Yes. And I'm like, okay, did you not realize this has been posted a hundred times? Like, can you please stop making this about you and Tell your it. discovery yeah, of honestly, Taylor's stupid. sexuality? Just reading it all day. Tell me how queer Taylor Swift is. That is. And speaking of, <laughs> of uh, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour movie was announced today. Oh, baby. And boy, did I cry watching that that trailer i can't i i can't. i haven't watched the trailer yet still i haven't had time to sit down and watch it but uh oh, i have tickets so i'm back. very excited yeah what the hell Did i got to wait in the queue i didn't do anything i was just i, I got a call from fiance of the pod she said do you want to go like obviously what the hell are you talking about and then i see a text in the, our swifty group chat the gigans in saying that we have tickets for whatever date hmm, and like okay weird, good to know that, I, that I me and you found out at the same time weird that, I, that didn't. I didn't get a phone call from nicole asking if i wanted to go so because nicole yeah. knew you wanted to go well looks like i will not be attending the wedding i guess <gasps> oh my <laughs> god worth it Send you will be attending to object yes <laughs> Object. Let's all watch this movie. I now object because I want to watch the, the movie. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good reason. Um, Brendan, what are you plugging? You can listen to the Happy Boys, where it's no longer a beer cocktail month. It's turned into a quarterly now because it's, it's it always seems to be doing lately. It's uh, it's it's fun. I've it's had a fun time over there. Um, you can also listen to the Blitzball Boys, where tournament talk is back. Uh, they're doing a live tournament over the course of the next month, and they're going to be doing all of their playoff games live at Billy's right outside of uh, Yankee Stadium. I don't know if you've ever been there, Gagan, at, at uh, Billy's Bar. I don't I don't know. It's like the giant one that's like the closest to Yankee Stadium by the train tracks over there. But it's it's like uh, they're clearing out the place to literally play like wiffle ball inside of there. It's going to be really cool. So I'm excited to go to that, uh, and we will be covering all of it. Uh, you can I, also uh... listen to... Oh. No, I was, I was just gonna say I saw some with a with a blitz uh, like a blitzball T-shirt on or something. I don't. know. It said blitz really? something on it, so I thought maybe it was. So I was gonna be like, hey, interesting. Hey, kid, you like podcasts? <laughs> and then you go into my whole uh, intro for this show. <laughs> oh my god! And then Maddie ends up in jail. Yeah, no yada yada yada. I no longer <laughs> have a job. <laughs> uh, you can also listen to the Sandy Boys. Uh, we are becoming back. This we month, are. when you're hearing this, it'll be this month. Uh, so check out yes, when new you episodes he- coming on. When you hear Patreon. this, it'll be this month. So just <laughs> Yes, that's right, this month, uh, which is in a few hours uh, where we are now. Uh, so check out the Sandy Boys on patreon.com slash thehoppyboyspod. Do it. Do it. Um, for me, got nothing to plug, so I will just... I'll plug my new favorite band, Ghost. And I went to my very first Ghost concert oh. last week, and... Uh, 
I, I'll tell you, ghost fans are crazier than Swifties. They're just not as many of them. They are literal oh. insane, insane people. So, uh, Brendan, you, you can check out Ghost. Uh, you'll, you'll, All right, I'll check out Ghost. You'll be uh, shocked to see see what you find. The lead singer's name is <laughs> okay. the lead singer's name is Papa. Everyone just shouts Papa. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I'm kind of scared. It's very fun. You should be. It's, it's, yeah, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> Nervous. So uh, everyone, they've got some great music though. I've been, I was jamming. I was getting, okay. I was uh, getting ready for the concert, listening to all their, all their hits. Some really good stuff there. So uh, that, that's all I got. I think I'll come back with, and I'll let you know what I think. Okay, great. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we'll be recapping the season finale of Gossip Girl, uh, season four, episode 22, The Wrong Goodbye, with another special guest who hopefully will not flake on us. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO for Lonely Boys. Lonely Boys. Woo! It's Lagoria approved.